Blog Talk Radio. That's right. The Jokers and Jesters Comedy Tour is back on the road. We are currently promoting our second Amazon Prime special, Jokers and Jesters, the next special. We will be touring small towns across this great country of ours. So for our tour dates, follow us on Facebook at Jokers and Jester Comedy Tour or at our website, jokersandjester.com. It's a great night of music, laughter, and magic. Don't miss us as we come to a small town near you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Okay, class, class, we want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie, that government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Hello to all you nincompoops and something luckers out there. I am the wire app. 
I am here to represent Weisnecker's suicide pods. Let's cut to the chase. The globalists have decided it is time to kill off all you 99% who breathe our air and use all of our food resources. You have not died fast enough by eating GMO foods or by killing each other from race riots we have started. We have tried to remove all your pieces of excrement by cooking up COVID in a Wuhan laboratory. But you are not dying fast enough. So we now have Lysnicker suicide pods. You can now rush out and die in our suicide pods. Schedule your appointment today. You can choose between a blue-brown, grey or pink casket. Remember you need to wear at least 5 masks minimum and you will take a COVID test before and after you get in the pod. You must also make sure your rashes remain a safe 6 feet social distance when you are about to exit. If you like your experience, put it on Melbourne Compete, we will give you 15% off your next session. We hope to see all you useless eaters get in these pods right away before we put everyone in FEMAR camps. That do not exist. Schedule your appointment today for your Lysnicker suicide pod. Thank you. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative Radio Show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
so much for finding us today. Today is Tuesday, so we'll have Adrian joining us here in just a second. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one 
on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into the conversation. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Adrian in here. Adrian, welcome in. Hey, Proof. How's it going? It's good to be back. It's okay. Uh, I hope the song was okay. That was one of my own. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, my band is called the Rambuton, so if anybody wants that, it's on my SoundCloud. It's called Fight. Rumor is we have a guest. If we can share their name and let everybody know what he does. Yes, we're going to have a guest speaker tonight, and this is Michael Pickens. And I met him at a libertarian convention several years ago. Um, he is the founder and the CEO of Pot Crest Botanicals, a holistic CBD manufacturing company. And Michael is very passionate about plant medicine, especially in regards to cancer. So likely tonight he's going to be talking to us about his company, a little bit about what he does with that and where he is going with that and just about plant medicine. Hey, I would also, if he's part of the Libertarian Party, I would like to know what the Libertarian Party is doing for next year because that's been kind of quiet because I don't think they're running Gary Johnson out there again. Um, I'm actually not sure. You know, I switched from the Liberty oh, I'll, I'll movement. Ask, I mean, I'll ask Mr. Pickens at some point. I, I do want to know if he knows anything because I've been trying to look for candidates because uh, those are people I do want to bring on to the show as a guest, but I, I haven't come across any that are that look interesting enough. You mean uh, someone from the Libertarian Party, a candidate? Yes, or... correct. A presidential candidate or state or congressional? Uh, Any of the above, but, yeah, I've had libertarian president candidates on before. I've had Gary on twice. I went to the 2012 libertarian convention and met him and a bunch of other people. Nice. I think that the last one that I went to was their uh, New Orleans convention. Which one did I, I go to? Exactly. I went to the one in 2012 when it was here in Vegas. Oh, nice. I bet that was good. And I Vegas. just sat on Radio Row all week while I was, uh, I, yeah, I, I was off my day job, and my day job was literally right across the street from the Red Rock, so I just, uh, I just acted like I was driving to work, and I just sat there all day and posted up and talked to people and then did my show at night. Were you a delegate? No. That's kind of weird how they do delegates, though. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you that, like, you know, I sat in the room while they argued about, for for a very long time, <laughs> whether the word the should be in the bylaws or whether they should delete the word the as well as had to sit yeah. through an argument 
of them debating on where a comma needed to go in the bylaws. Yeah, I don't think that's the biggest issue the Libertarian Party has. Yes, there's much more productive things that could have been done during that time. And I'm sure there's a lot of good work coming from combined efforts from them and other conservative and libertarian organizations. I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe not to that degree, but I remember seeing some arguing over some dumb stuff. And I'm sitting there like, your presidential candidate might not even get 2% of the national vote. I I think that's more important than, uh, than arguing over whatever it was. It wasn't it wasn't anything even close to important, not even for a state. I, I, I'm. It's almost like debating whether or not if you set up a company email, if you should put first dot last name at, or if you just want to say Richard J at or whatever. It was like that. It was really nitpicky. And I'm sitting there like, you really want to argue about emails while uh, while your candidate, uh, whoever you pick, is going to get slaughtered. But that's why the Libertarian Party basically is where they're at right now. I, I just feel like there's a few people at the top that, because they're at the top, they think they know it all, but if they're not getting even 1% of the vote, they don't know anything, according to me. I'm not saying that that if you don't get the vote, you you don't know anything. But I just feel like if you got less than 1% of the vote nationwide, that, that there's an issue. And you have to address that first and foremost, because if the party's been around that long, there there should be no reason why uh, especially in 2016, when nobody knew what Trump was, and everybody didn't want the other presidential candidate, that would have been a perfect time for a Democrat, or not a Democrat, but a libertarian to stand out and, uh, and do something, and it, it, didn't, it didn't happen. There's a lot of infighting that's really obnoxious and pointless, and, you know, I actually have, you know, there are actually paid provocators to go into groups like the Libertarian Party. I'm sure you're fully aware that they are there to incite problems. And obnoxious. There's one other thing, Adrian, that I remember because I've interviewed a bunch of these people. Uh, I don't know why it is that they believe the Libertarian Party believes that we should have completely open borders. And it's only fair that people come here if they choose to come here. Well, I got I, I, I am a little bit pro open borders. I do see the concerns of. I see the concerns there, but personally, um, I kind of see the borders as like imaginary lines. I'm one of those, you know. Well, but here's um, the issue. When you get people like George Soros taking advantage of that, and now they're bringing yeah. in trains full of them. When everybody's yeah. and, uh, and, bringing their worst people in, 
and we're just saying, come on, we'll take them all. For It doesn't matter what country they're from. It doesn't matter where they're wanted at and how many countries. Come on in. You have a clean slate here, and we're going to pay you. Yeah, I understand no, that I, concern, and I do think that uh, I, I understand their agenda in busting in the immigrants and with the, you know, the issue is we are being attacked and infiltrated from the inside, and that is the plan. And I do understand the concerns, and they're valid concerns about when you have people that come in from other nations and they have certain laws and things like that, you know, you know, they're seeking to turn United States into a third world country, like into, right. you know, I, I completely understand where you're coming from proof. And I do understand that is a method for destruction um, that they're using. And it's, sad that they would utilize, you know, immigrants that are trying to improve their life and make a better way See, for themselves. See, and that's the and thing, family. Adrian, if it was just organically and people were coming and not to the extent that they are now, we shouldn't be having 22,000 people coming in on a train funded by George Soros and, and some of the Ukraine money um, yeah. to bring people in. And these people are wanted in three different countries. Uh, one of them may have been arrested in Venezuela, snuck out of prison, and they're wanted in three other countries, and they're picked up and brought here. That, that, that's not what the open border should be about. We want an open border. Uh, I, I hate to say it this way, but in order for it to work, we have to close the border, reshape the immigration uh, way that we want to handle it, and then we can come back and do it the right way. Right now, right now, you, no, that, that's all I could say because I, I have three, four different things I want to say at once. But how, how it's happening under Brandon, there, there's no way ever that would be sustainable. But they want 600 million, they want 600 million illegals in uh, before 2025. Yes, so, and 2025 is a major mark for Agenda 21, United Nations Agenda 21, and part of that yes. is, you know, bringing people in to, you know, I mean, I do kind of wonder personally, you know, like what is American culture? I mean, actually, but, you know, like the, I understand your concerns and I understand other people's concerns. I just wish there was more dialogue going on between the right and the left because, you know, the right thinks, you know, how the right thinks and then the left, which is that the right is completely irrational and having these concerns and well, saying these here's things. Here's the issue. Racist. The border was completely okay under Trump. And when you do a complete 180 and then Brandon starts selling pieces of the wall off to, to various companies and saying, come on in, um, and we're not going to do background checks, and then the child trafficking, I, I just feel like it, it like a, maybe a ride at Disney where it's closed for a couple months so they could remodel it, and then once it's remodeled, it looks different. There's a different business plan, and then it's all good. And I think we have to get there. If you want open borders, you're going to have to close the border first, figure out what we have, rewrite the laws, and move on. 
I know people share that sentiment. I don't know how many, but I don't want it to be an all or nothing. But in order to get it right, you have to close it. Yeah, I mean, I think that drawing attention to what is happening, creating that dialogue between the right and the left is extremely essential. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um, communication isn't always an easy thing. And, you know, well, right now, the Democrats sides. will literally go against anything a, a Republican wants. So um, th- that's where we're at. But I'll be honest, I believe in, in what the uh, – did you see a couple weeks ago when the – uh, there was a, an election in Argentina and a conservative one as president. Did you see that? I did not see that. So he, he says, and I like this idea, right now you can't give liberals one inch because if you give them anything at all, they're going to think they own the place and they own you and they'll scratch and claw their way to uh to destruction so right now right now the liberal groups everything is run through the democrat party right now so the only way to stop that and to get back to being normal is we have to freeze them out and let them refocus it's not a matter of i hate democrats i've never voted for one but it's just that the party is so far away from what they're supposed to be, that, that they could literally run as communists. And that, that's not good for us either. So Yeah, well, a lot of the young, quote, socialists, they are identifying, I mean, actively as Marxists. As commies, yes. They are self-proclaimed Marxists, and they like, Marx, like, they like Karl Marx's teachings. They actually, what's very funny is that a lot of these because you know dave i was assaulted by a black lives matter leader in knoxville actually um for asking a question at one of her rallies Mm -hmm. she uh physically assaulted me and um tried to turn her mob against me for asking her don't like and my question was very simple it was a very nice tone um i asked her simply don't you think it's both the right and the left policies that are wrecking havoc in minority communities? And she completely lost her mind and she took her megaphone and tried to basically rally her entire mob Mm -hmm. against me in the sense of like, just trying to intimidate me said, why don't you ask some of these white people here, some of your questions um, don't come up to black leadership asking these questions. Um, and then after she did that and yelled at her megaphone, stopped her entire march uh, to try to, like, I guess she was trying to shame me, intimidate me or something. But she, I, I had said, you know, that was kind of rude, you know, and she lost it again and she like pushed me and was just like, get her out of my march, get her out of my, uh, get her out of my freaking march. And while I was walking with some of her followers, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just speaking to them and I said, you know, like what she's doing 
is literally like Agenda 21. I explained to them, do you know what Agenda 21 is? Because they're explaining to me, oh, yeah, we're self-proclaimed, like, you know, they're, that they're devout Karl Marx, you know, followers. And I'm explaining to them about the human settlement zones in Agenda 21. And, you know, proof, they had no idea. They're like, where can we find this? Yeah, it's on the UN website. It's Chapter 7, and I'm telling them UN.org, Chapter 7, Human Settlement Zones. And I'm explaining to them that this gentrification that they're seeing in the cities, that is Agenda 21. And so these liberals and these radical Democrats pushing what they claim to be against, and they don't even know it. Right, and if they want Marxism, they, they could just, uh, when those Cuban refugees come here on a raft, they could just take the raft back home to Cuba. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing they learn to Marxism me that there. they hadn't heard of it. And for them to actively go off on the city councils for their redevelopment projects, but then to back these NGOs and to back these, quote, climate change, quote, quote, solutions, it is insane because they don't, they can't, they don't have the bigger picture. They cannot fully see that they are helping the eugenicists and they're pushing very same agenda that they call racist and, you know, whatever else they call it. They're literally the they're the driving force behind it right now, and they can't even see that. And that's why they have to be punished this election, but people won't do that. So uh, did you tell your caller, did you give your caller the phone number and tell them to press one when they want to go on the show? Is that I yes? did do that, and I'm checking okay. in with them right now. Well, he's ready to go. So uh, I was going to say, if you want to introduce him to our audience. Yetkins is the founder and the CEO of Potcrest Botanicals, a holistic CBD manufacturing company. Michael is passionate about plant medicine, especially in regards to cancer. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Welcome in. Welcome to the Proof Negative show, sir. So uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Pickens. Yeah, it's great to meet you as well. I was just listening in your conversation about Agenda 21, and that's also something I'm passionate about because what they want to do is take control of health care, make it one-size-fits-all, uh, basically underneath these pharmaceutical companies, and that's not health care. That's sick care. No. So uh, if, if you don't mind, Adrian, I'd like to get started on uh, – just on something else that that I heard you're into, because we had a question about this before you joined us. Uh, Sure. With the Libertarian Party, uh, is there anybody that's making a serious run right now for president? Oh, as far as the Libertarian Party, you know, I used to be really active. I'm not as active. I'm here locally. But as far as presidential candidates, there's no big names. Um, there's a few guys like Mike Termott and Lars Mapstead and Chase Oliver and I guess now Michael Rechtenwald um, who are all making serious runs in their own capacity and what they're able to do. Yeah. But as far as I know, none of them have deep pockets 
or are really well known. So, you know, they're making a good college try at it, I guess. Okay. So another down year, basically, and I hate to say it that way, but that, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it okay. is, you know, th- unless a Hail Mary happens. So, uh, Adrian, I'll let you go ahead here. I, I know that you want to get into the plant-based medicine, and I heavily believe in this, by the way. So, Adrian, I'll let you uh, get started because this is your guest, so I, I don't want to take up all the time. Oh, yeah. Feel free to ask any questions and chime in. And, Michael, feel free to share anything you want to share with us, even if it's not plant medicine related and you want to take it somewhere else, feel free. But I do want to know, like, how did you get started with your company? And did you always have it as a plan or vision to combat um, mainstream solutions for cancer. Um, How did that kind of come about? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, my motivation to get started in this field is very personal to me. So both of my grandmothers uh, died of chemotherapy and radiation. You know, they both Hmm. were diagnosed around the same time. My dad's mom with breast cancer, my mom's mom with pancreatic cancer. They both started chemo and radiation, lost their hair, you know, they got jaundice in their eyes, their eyes turned yellow, you know, they both went into hospice care and they died six months later. So start to finish. And this happened when I was about 15. And in my early 20s, I started learning more about cannabis and the healing power of cannabis. And that's when I really got started uh, paying attention to that and doing more research. And back then, you know, the research wasn't as developed as it is right now. There wasn't as much, but it was still promising. So, you know, I got into the recreational side and and as far as sales and marketing and promoting that, it's really easy. You know, people want to get high and that's great and all, but I was really passionate about the medical benefits of it. And that's really how I got started into it, just learning more about it, learning how to uh, extract from the raw materials, learning all the different types of extracts and methods and potencies and the benefits of each different one. And we feel we've kind of uh, became experts in that and we feel we've got the, basically the, the correct formula to combat things like cancer in a way that, you know, the government doesn't like, the pharmaceutical companies don't like, you know, but it's, we're actually healing people, which is amazing. So. But you know what gets me uh, is that People think just because some dude or lady has on a white coat that they're a know-it-all. And so if they say you've got to get yeah. your 14th round of chemo, then they just go do it and blindly do it. Like I'll, I'll show people, look, there's 30 different ways that you could possibly heal yourself from cancer. Wouldn't you like to uh-huh. have one of these and, and see if it works? If not, there's other ones. That what might work for one person might not work for another, but there's over 30 different ways that people have healed themselves. No, that's okay. I'll just absolutely. get the chemo. If I die, I die. So you're absolutely correct. There's lots of different ways, and I actually recommend people try multiple ways. Cutting out sugar, you know, carbs out of their diet. You know, sugar feeds cancer. Uh, eating more raw uh, vegetables and also uh, high-fat proteins, you know, from animal meat. 
And there, there's so many different ways. There, there's so much more as well. You know, turkey tail, there's a lot of really good studies coming out on turkey tail mushrooms, you know. So I recommend yeah. trying lots of different things. And we want to nutrition One of my favorite fruits is and, soursop, by the way. Yep, soursop as well. We have a, an all-natural energy drink. We're calling it a motivation drink, but we have soursop in there. We've got some other botanicals that are anti-cancer. You know, trying to to combat this from multiple angles. You know, not just saying, oh, cannabis is the end-all, be-all, because it definitely isn't. It's just part. It's just part of a holistic routine to help combat uh, the overgrowth and toxicity of cells, basically. Well, the thing is, you have to get your body up to what seven on the pH at least to even be in the ballgame. Yep to get rid of cancer and yeah. if you if you're keeping your your ph around 4.2 you're you're not going to do anything for yourself and chemo is not going to help you get that ph up you're you're exactly right this is great you know cancer is an anaerobic disease that thrives in an acidic environment so if you make your body more alkaline and you know you're pumping oxygen through your blood it has a less chance of you know becoming cancer and the cancer stops growing in that case. So Every single day without fail, correct. I take nitric oxide for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But see, you go into a doctor, they're not going to tell people this. Oncologists don't tell no. people this. You go into a hospital and they're still, still serving Pepsi products and Coke products and heavy carbohydrates and, you know, these, these protein shakes, meal replacements with corn syrup. Like, they're, they're not teaching people health at all whatsoever. They're actually making people more sick. And do you think that it is intentional in your personal opinion, or do you think that it's just ignorance or a combination of both? I think it's a good combination of both, ignorance and intentional at some, some level, right? A lot of the COVID stuff, there's a lot of intention going on to line people's pockets, and it's the same thing in cancer. It is a huge industry that has been built up around this disease, not just in the pharmaceutical side, but also in the nonprofit side. Susan G. Komen, you know, Race for the Cure, and all these other organizations that are supposedly, you know, researching cancer, or researching the cure for cancer, and they still haven't found it, but they're not actually researching anything meaningful, you know, you talk to some of these people, which I have, and say, well, how come you're not looking at, you know, an RSO cannabis oil? How come you haven't ever done anything with that? And they have no interest in doing that. You know, that's just not something that, that they're, they're looking to do because at the same time, what's going to happen with their salaries if they cure cancer? You know, <laughs> everyone's just going home and they don't want that. So it's really unfortunate. Well, if I can share one of my issues that I had. Uh, back in February, I was hospitalized with a bone infection. So they got my blood sugar at 13.8. And, uh, and so, and the thing is, I never really ate terrible. It's just while I'm on air, I might drink like a, a quart of cranberry juice or more. And I would eat dates because it's there. It's when you when you're on air, you can't really chew. So I was trying to just look for something soft and not realizing how much sugar yeah. is in it. So I built up my my blood sugar like that, and uh, they were adamant that I was going to lose at least one leg, maybe two. And, oh. uh, 
So the, my doctor, my personal doctor came in to see me. He, he said that morning, you're looking a lot better than I thought. You should be out of here in a couple days. Then the, the hospital doctor comes in and says, you know you're about to lose your leg, right? Like four hours later, and I have one of my sisters with me, and I'm like, wow, well, way, to, way to liven up the crowd. <laughs> How so, much do they get for a surgery like that? Oh, I have that's no clue, I but uh, I know that's what it was because I'm, I'm fully healed. So uh, I had to get six weeks of antibiotics and a home health nurse, but I, I'm done. Yeah. So we. So my doctor got a phone call from the hospital doctor saying, "Why haven't you scheduled the amputations yet?" And my doctor said, "Well, he's a hundred percent healed. He hasn't needed me." And uh, and she was pissed. She was extremely pissed, <laughs> yelling at him, "How dare you? You're the doctor. You need to tell him what to do. You can't just let this happen." Like like he did something wrong. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I hear stories. Normally, the people with cancer that come to us are are on their last you know leg. They're they're told by the oncologist there's nothing else that can be done for them. That they've got you know six months to live. That was a recent one. A gentleman from Canada reached out to us, and you know he was desperate. They told him there was nothing else they could do. He had six months to live, you know, and that was four months ago. And actually, I checked in with him last month, and he's doing great, feeling better than ever. And, you know, he's just blown away and also disgusted at the same time that his oncologist said, there's nothing else we can do. Make plans. Talk to your family. You've got about six months left. And now, you know, he's up and active and moving around and feeling great. So it's just I don't know how anyone – of their right mind could tell someone and give them a diagnosis like that, that there's nothing else they can do and you have six months to live. Like you're basically, people do believe that. Some people do, and they die in six months. You know, the ones that that don't believe it, that aren't going to play along with that game, they're the ones that live through it, the ones that just fight and they figure out other ways instead of just listening to what the supposed expert is telling them, right? If you listen to that expert at the hospital, you would not have a leg. You would be missing right. a leg. Or two. And I'm glad you didn't go through it. Or two. Yeah, who knows? So well, I've been involved in a lot disgusting. of different facets of health and wellness for a long time. So uh, for me, I, I sat there at the, in that hospital for eight days uh, just – having to bide my time because I, I was kind of forced to go in there. So Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad it turned out for the best. It doesn't always happen that way. No, and, uh, and my blood sugar in July, uh, I had my, my A1C test, and I was, on, I was at 6-1. So I know how to get myself in shape. It's just uh, I didn't know what I was doing to myself, but – the doctors at the hospital, they don't want to hear that. They, oh, they, and they were upset. I didn't want a COVID shot. <laughs> oh, man. That's another one. That's another big scam. They keep pushing these new COVID boosters recently. You know, I like to listen to NPR to get my get my laughs off and to kind of figure out what kind of propaganda they're pushing out there. They're saying the new booster maybe has a 25%. It's an old strain, but you should take it anyways, you know? should take it anyways. 
coming out and saying that you have a high you have a high rate of myocarditis, but you should still get it even though you might have a heart attack and die. Yeah, even though you, you know, know heart attacks in young, young adults are up four hundred percent. Don't worry about that. Right. While we're on the topic of heart attacks and what you just said, Michael, about the hospitals not solving issues and that doctors telling people and putting that, you know, negative the, the negative thoughts, energy towards the people that have illnesses, saying that you only have six months to live, you only have eight months to live. There's actually a very good book um, that I started reading, and it's called The Healing Heart, and it is about – um, I mean, it's, it's written by a doctor that discovered how important it is for physicians to watch what they say to patients. And in the beginning of the book, it talks about, you know, that there was like like how they deal with heart attack patients. What you guys are saying that the hospital environment imposes indignity and stress even when the patient is not critically ill. So when they have issues like heart issues, um, a lot of the grief and results uh, that the patients deal with is from the physicians dealing with the patients as if things, you know, like you said, are that way, that there's no other way of looking at it. Intention, Intention is so powerful, and if the doctor is putting that intention out there that you're going to live and make it through it, you're more likely to come out with that outcome. But if they're putting it out there that you're done for, it's most likely going to happen if the patient believes it or not because belief and attention are very powerful. The subconscious mind can heal you, and it can also tear you apart. So it just yeah. is. So what else would you like to know about um, anything that we're doing? So your lab, like, are you in a lab, and is it, like, mostly plant medicine? I'm very interested in biochemistry and just health and wellness topics. You know, I shifted from the libertarian movement, you know, the liberty movement to, you know, which the medical freedom movement, which is the liberty movement, but it's just the health aspect of it. And I would like to actually be a physician, so I'm very fascinated by the work that you're doing right now. Um, so what is your lab like? Yeah, so we have uh, four buildings on two different properties. We have an indoor grow. Uh, We also have a production facility where I'm mainly at, and we manufacture um, our tinctures and specifically the the anti-cancer RSO. It's a high CBD RSO. And if you're looking to get into, you know, uh, medicine more, I would start with, the nutrition path, go down that path, get certified, because you could get certified as a nutritionist fairly quickly in whatever um, angle you want to go at, whether it's, you know, low carb, high fat, whatever whatever type of nutrition you want to aim for. And then you can go down the herbal route and also a natural path route. So these are all things that you can do in your spare time. Take most classes online. There's a few schools where you'll need to show up in person. But by that time, you could at least be in the in the industry and helping people with their health. I know uh, we've got a nutritionist that works with um, a medical doctor, another one that works with a functional oncologist, right? So you can easily get into that realm of it and then step out and advance from there. But at least you're you're able to 
you know, make money and work in it in the meantime. So, hope that advice helped. Yeah. Oh, I was more so wanting to know about, like, your lab. Like, how did you make it? Like, how did you find oh, yeah. your, you know, your networking and how and what technology so, do you guys use to extract and things? Yeah. So interesting story is I started out on the retail side. We had a health store, and we were purchasing CBD products from other companies. And sometimes customers would come in and say, hey, this product really didn't do anything for me. You know, we'd give them a refund or swap it out with something else and try that. And I started sending in these products for testing. And come to find out that a lot of the CBD products that we were buying from other companies did not have anywhere near the level that was on the bottle um, as far as what it says it had in it. So that got me started on the path of manufacturing our own products. In the back of that store, we had a, a space, it was like a 1,000 square foot, of extra space. So I started getting the equipment, actually um, got in touch and in contact with an organic hemp farm. And those guys really taught me the basics of how to manufacture these products using their pesticide-free uh, base material. So with the RSO tincture, like everything, I know everything's pesticide-free going into the equipment. Right, but we also test for pesticides and mycotoxins and microbials and residual solvents um, and fungus, anything like that that is present um, in there because we don't want to release a product like that. You know, the government imposes testing on everything, right? Every product we release, we have to get testing, but it's not for things that can harm people. It's only for the level of THC. To be qualified as a CBD hemp product, it has to be under 0.3% THC. So it's not like they're doing this, you know, because they, they love and they care about us. They're, they're making us test everything um, so we're not getting people high or that people don't get high and feel better or have fun. So it's really screwed up. But we don't just test for, for uh, potency for the THC level. We've tested for basically everything because we want to have the cleanest product in the market. Um, even our carrier oil is organic MCT. So now wow. as far as the – yeah. Yeah, so – and then as far as the extraction and the tinctures itself, like there, there's a lot of different stuff that's on the market. Most uh, CBD products on the market that are highly – uh, advertised, the big successful brands, uh, are made from an isolate. And an isolate is when they basically distill down and extract the CBD until it gets into like a crystallized form. So it's like 99.9% .9 pure CBD. However, that is not the best way to take it because they, they're basically solidifying and crystallizing it and then re-diluting it into an oil. And they pull out all of the other cannabinoids, they pull out all the natural terpenes, and they pull out all the plant materials, like the chlorophyll and anything else that's left over. So it's not a full-spectrum product. It's an isolate. It doesn't work as well. Um, the next thing that people do that, that's really popular out there is to do like a butane extraction or a CO2 extraction. The butane is, is a lot more toxic than CO2. 
Um, and both of those extractions also pull out the natural terpenes, also distill it down, just not as much. Um, some of the other cannabinoids are still intact, but all the plant material is gone. So we do use some full spectrum. So we do, uh, do use that for some of our products. However, for our cancer tinctures, we use what's called a Rick Simpson oil style uh, extraction method, which is an alcohol extraction. And this leaves in all of the plant material, so all of the chlorophyll, it leaves in um, all of the other cannabinoids, so there's CBG, CBC, CBN that's also present in there, and then all the natural terpenes as well. And our tinctures are really high in humulene and limonene, which are also anti-cancer terpenes. So the only downside with using an RSO is that it looks really dark, right? It's really, really dark. I'm sure you've seen this. It's really thick and dark, and it doesn't taste good at all. It has a a really bad taste. I, you know, let me take that back because I like it. I, you can taste the plant material. It kind of tastes like, you know, dirt and grass and, you know, it's very herbal, right? It's a very strong taste. Uh, so a lot of people don't like it because it has a really bad taste that it's hard to mask. And a lot of other companies, they mask it with flavoring. And that's another thing that's bad because they're using flavorings and even um, natural flavorings can be up to 90% synthetic uh, compounds, can be made of up to 90% synthetic ingredients. These companies don't have to say it could be an anti-caking agent or an agent for stability or for preservatives, right? And they don't have to include that. That can just be an extra. So that's another thing. We don't use any flavoring at all in any of our products. There's no artificial flavoring or natural flavoring. We'll use botanical terpenes. You know, we have uh, strawberry terpenes that are extracted from strawberries that we use to kind of give it a little better flavor, but it, it's not potent like a, a strawberry flavoring would be. So it's not overpowering with strawberries, just like a little hint. So anyways, that was the rundown. I hope I gave you a little, little bit of information on that. Yeah, absolutely. And would you say that, in your opinion, do you think a lot of the problem comes from the medical boards in states that intimidate, like we saw with coronavirus, doctors into doing whatever the mainstream protocol is? Do you think that the medical boards have a big deal in it and that these medical associations in different states or who do you think really needs to be like what do you think needs to be done so, about these things yeah so there's a lot of different regulations every state is basically writing their own regulations for it here in washington state we had medical and in 2014 there was a new law that passed that basically brought in the recreational market and it destroyed the medical market so they took down the medical market, brought in the recreational market. So it went from high CBD products to super high THC products and, you know, very low CBD. And the basis around it was not to heal yourself. It was to get high. And then, you know, all these companies, they only gave out a certain number of licenses. And now you got these companies making gummies with high amounts of sugar, drinks with high amounts of sugar, cookies and brownies and, 
you know, you've got flour that's being produced with neem oil and some other things that are that are toxic for humans to ingest. And, you know, it just, they've moved it from medical to recreational and got rid of the patient's ability to grow their own cannabis and to process it themselves. So they basically stripped uh, the whole medical system here in Washington State that existed. California recently did that too. Not as bad, but they're giving the power to basically these corporations and these companies, they're giving the licenses to people that they know who might be on a donor list, who knows, right? They might be friends of, you know, Bubba's nephew or whoever in the county. Yeah, you know, they're 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 basically cronious giving out license to their friends and family for the most part is what I can tell. So And so you said it's them giving their friends licenses. Could you repeat that part? Yeah, so the the licensing you know, there's only a certain number of licenses. You see this in other states. Florida, there's a big problem in Florida because they only gave out 10 licenses in this giant state. So they gave these licenses out to these, these companies where maybe the politicians own stock in these companies, right? Maybe the politicians have family or friends that are working for these companies. Who knows? But it's not a free market, and they're not making – better products. They didn't give it to 10 of the best companies, you know, in the state. They gave it to just 10 companies, and then maybe these people don't really care about making quality medicine or, make, you know, making quality products. You know, what we need is a true free market where we, you know, anyone can just grow their own regardless of what any government official says and what license they pay for and anything like that, because then you're going to have, you know, diversity in products. You know, some companies are going to get better, and some are just going to go out of business, and that's that's just part of the, the business cycle. But right now, the way it works is it doesn't matter because there's so few licenses that basically any company that gets a license will be successful because they have you know, not a monopoly on the market, but they have restricted competition in the market. So, so the state will issue a limited amount of licenses for CBD companies you're referring to or like cert, like just companies like that? Can, cannabis companies in general. So, you know, for example, you probably heard of the taxi cab medallions in New York City. Are you familiar with that? I actually oh. have not. What is that? Okay, so to get a, t uh, a license to drive taxi cabs in New York City, New York doesn't have Uber either, by the way. They've restricted it. So you have to pay a million dollars to get a taxi cab medallion, and that's to open a taxi cab company. And you basically have to buy it from, from someone else that's going out of business or selling it. The same thing in Washington State. There's a limited number of licenses. The only way you can get a license to grow uh, recreational cannabis you can grow hemp. It's a lot easier to grow hemp, but to get, grow recreational cannabis, uh, you have to purchase an existing license from someone else at an inflated cost because there aren't any more available. Like, for example, if you want to get a tier one grow, which is the smallest size grow, 2,400 square foot, 
canopy, right? You got to pay forty to fifty thousand dollars to be able to do that. And then it goes up from there, you know, up to five hundred thousand, six, seven hundred thousand for the largest grow license, and that's just a license. That's just for permission. That doesn't pay for the lights, doesn't pay for the equipment, doesn't pay for the building, doesn't pay for the property. It just pays for the ability and the permission to do it. Does that make sense? Wow. So they're I know charging, it doesn't make sense, but that's that's how it is. They're charging per acre, like where you grow. Is that if I'm getting that correct? Well, they're they're just charging for the permission, for the paperwork, for the ability to grow. Once you get the paperwork, the, the license that says, yeah, you can grow, then you have to set up your facility and you have to do all that other stuff that goes into it. Does that make sense? Yes. Bruce, do you have anything you want to add there? Anything to say? No, I never knew how it worked like that, but it makes sense. I, I would fully... Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would fully expect there to to be uh, a bunch of red tape when it comes to trying to uh, – if Bill Gates doesn't own it or a globalist doesn't own it, they, they really don't want you to have it. Correct. You know, you can't get off the grid. You know, there's laws in place where you can't, you know, get off the grid or, or city water or sewer or electricity, right? You have to be plugged in by law. Right, mm -hmm. it's kind of the opposite thing here, but you know, it, you can only grow if you're giving permission, right? You, and unless they give you express permission, unless you pay for it, you cannot grow cannabis. You know, you can't do these things, and that's pretty much happening all over the place. So it's a it's a market where they're seeing that they can control it and give their friends or family an advantage in the marketplace because they're restricting competition. And so it's just, it's cronyism at its finest, you know. Well, that's what we have in the United States. It's not capitalism, it's corporate cronyism. Correct. And a lot of people confuse the term capitalism. And it's frustrating because a lot of people on the left will call, cap call it capitalism when it's cronyism, when it's corporate cronyism, right? So that's fine. They, they just are very confused. You know, they don't know what it means. Basically, they've taken the word and they've made it a bad word. Yeah. When and then really if you say bad. something about it, then you're racist. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is now. Racist, sexist, transphobe, whatever you want to call it. But doesn't so. that race card get overplayed? At some point, won't it? Uh, won't the credit run out on that? Man, I hope so. I really hope so. But the way they keep pumping it in the media, it doesn't look like it's going to go out of style anytime soon. I mean, I That's think that we conservatives and, and libertarians, I mean, con conservatives and libertarians, it, people on the right, they are sick and tired of being called, like, being called a racist, everything that you say and everything, every single thing that you disagree with, it comes back to you're a racist. So I honestly, personally, guys, I think that the word meaning has been kind of gone. It doesn't really mean a lot of it doesn't mean a lot to the people in these crowds and these conservative crowds anymore because everything is racist. 
Yeah, and then when, you know, someone of color agrees with the right on whatever it is, now that person's an Uncle Tom, right? He's a, he's a racist in disguise, <laughs> you know? It has well, nothing they, to do they, with uh, actual they told racism. That, uh, Larry Elder and Vivek Ramaswamy that they're heads of the KKK. Like oh, the know, KKK has a diversity program. We should be proud of them if they have a diversity program. <laughs> yeah, if they're empowering people of color all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's illogical, completely illogical, you know, but it's done on purpose. A lot of this stuff is done on purpose. Oh, yeah. Do people on it? There's no way someone would believe that a black person runs the KKK. But they they push it out there. Yeah, absolutely. They'll they'll keep pushing it out there. You know, it, what's what's that that quote, that Nazi quote? If you tell a person uh, a lie enough, often enough, it'll eventually become truth. Yeah. Right. So that's what they do. They just repeat it over and over and over again. And the COVID stuff. You you've probably seen the videos of all those news anchors like saying the exact same thing back to back to back to back. Right. Exactly. Right? Yes. They it's, all say the same word. They, like the, that's what I learned. What gravitas meant was that seventeen hosts in the same day used the same gravitas in their talking points. And I'm like, what is gravitas? And then I found out what it was. Yeah, that's it. They just say the same things over and over and over again so people believe it. And they do. They do believe it. You know, they're just talking about this new, more deadly strain of, you know, coronavirus. And sure enough, you go into the grocery store and it's like poor people have masks on again. It's like so people are actually listening and they're paying attention. And whatever that person on the TV is saying to them, that television programming, telling them a vision, programming them with it, they're believing it in their subconscious mind. They're putting their mask back on. They're getting the next booster. Right. That, that's just what is happening. They are completely controlled. It's just the funniest thing. On the on the 28th, they announced there's a new variant. On the 29th, they announced yep. that there's a, a new booster that will be available on September 15th. It's like, how did they know already <laughs> within 24 hours of what the, the strain is, this is and booster? how they could fix it? What's that? Is, yeah. is this the fifth booster shot? Yes. Is yeah. the fifth so, confirmed? Oh, it's out. Yep. Yeah, it, it's it's out. You know, and that's the thing. They they got to get stock prices back up. You know, they gotta they you gotta know, get revenue back up. But people Michael, don't think anything weird about that. Like therapy? on day one, that there's a new strain, and then twelve hours later, that oh, by the way, we we found out what the new strain is, and you can get the new gene therapy. Yeah, you're putting a lot of faith in people to think that they're that aware and rational that they can use, you know, deductive reasoning to kind of figure these things out. Obviously, that's not the case. Oh, you know, by the way, we don't call them masks really... we, we call them we call them scams. Yeah, proof calls <laughs> yes, scams. Absolutely. He doesn't call them masks on the show at all. He calls them scams. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what it's, they are. It's the truth. Yeah, so I'm but, curious uh, to see what happens if they do try to shut everything down again. You know, I know there's a lot more people that are awake now and are, are aware of it now. You know, people who regret taking the very first shot and not getting any boosters, you know, 
there are some people that have woken up. So I'm wondering how it's going to go if they do try to shut the country down again. Um, Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I don't know one way or the other, but I, I'm, I'm predicting that at least uh, when the scams came back the second time, I, I want to say like 88% of the public went with it. The first time was probably like 95%. This time, it, it's probably three out of four people, so it's probably going to be down to 75%. But is one out of every four people not complying going to be enough? And the answer to that is I, I don't, don't know. think so. I don't think that's going to be enough, one, one out of four people. You know, but yeah, they're not full force in it right now, so I, I can't really say. There's a lot of people that no, don't I know. pay attention to the media anymore. So, you know, there's only a handful of people that I've seen over the past couple of weeks with masks on. The majority of people still don't have masks, but I also live in a rural area, too. I don't live in a major urban area. I, I live I've in gotten, Las Vegas, so if you see 100 people in a store, 12 to 15 are wearing scams. Gotcha. So that's still a small, small percentage. Um, now, you've got to think, though, the majority of people that would wear a scam are probably staying home as well so and that's or, what or i don't understand if they're that scared of the virus then why are they not staying home there are actually still people who are staying home i've got a friend whose dad still stays home he's, he's still deathly afraid hmm. and it's been years now and he's trying to co coax his dad to come out and to live live his life because <laughs> he's but been here's the you thing. Know, keeping himself when it comes at home to people putting those scams on People are not scared of the gene uh, of the of the COVIDs. They're scared of getting yelled at in the store for not having a scam on. That's what they're more afraid of. That's well, why they wear them. Well, it's not necessarily you know it's not mandatory yet. Again, no, you know I know that so. these people will wear them the rest of their lives and think nothing of it. But when it comes time to okay, you must wear a scam in order to go into a store then you'll see everybody put them on, not because they want to, but they think that they have to or else they can't buy a sandwich. Yeah, because it's the rule. And this is the thing, when I would go into stores, like, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm threatening, I'm not like this huge guy or anything, but no one would say anything to me. But when my wife would go into stores without a mask on, like, all the employees would say things to her, like there would be, you know, dirty looks and everything else. No one's going to say anything to me. I'm also carrying a firearm on me. But no, no one says anything to me, right? But they'll, they'll say it to her. And that's the thing, you know, they'll, they'll try to punish those that they think they can control and they have power over that are, are not intimidating. So it, it's, it's really pathetic, to be honest. Right. And uh, I, I, I started uh, – a, a group called Barefaces Legal back in April of 2020 because I saw this about to happen. And so yep. at some point, we had 38,700-something members, and Facebook shut us down for quote-unquote misinformation. And uh, oh, yeah. so we ended up on the front page of USA Today. <laughs> yeah, the good old misinformation tag. Yes. But I'm one of those people also that, ate, uh, just to bring up with the grounding and, and the, the beating cancer, so there's a lot of health benefits involved, but 
I'm one of those people that absolutely positively hate wearing shoes. So if I, if you go into stores not wearing shoes and, and not worried about those dirty looks, I don't care about a scam. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the fight against footwear. I haven't joined that one yet. <laughs> no, it's just funny, though, that people think that there's laws when there's not. And that's the, that's the whole thing about it. So it's your – I don't – force anybody i'm not into the conversion business i just want i just want to have my point of view shared out there that's all yeah and respected right you want to have yeah. your point of view respected as long as you aren't hurting anyone else you should be allowed to do whatever you want to do the right, argument exactly. that i've gotten back is that because i'm not wearing a mask i'm putting other people at risk that's the argument that they say and that's an easy easy one to overcome because you know, better health, if you're breathing in your own bacteria and your own breath in this mask for hours and it's building up on that mat, like you're, you're more prone to get sick that way. The bacteria is going to grow in that type of environment that's dark and damp and moist. Like you're jeopardizing your health by wearing a mask. Even surgeons you know, they only put a mask on for 15, 20 minutes at a time when they're in a I was surgery. Say, They'll after put new masks minutes, on. That, that thing's expired. Oh, yeah, it's done. It's done. And there's people who are wearing the same mask for days, throwing it yeah. in the floorboard of their car, picking it back up, shoving it in their pocket, you know, putting it back. I've seen people pull masks out of their pockets. Like, oh, man. Dirty, dingy. And then they you know, say, the oh, I don't have a ones. scam. Well, I have two in my car. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funniest ones is like people, you know, standing in line at the grocery store with a basket full of frozen pizza and Cheetos and, you know, Pepsi mm -hmm. and whatever else, you know, alcohol, and they're wearing a mask. Or, you know, you got the nurses standing outside the hospital with their mask pulled down and they're smoking a cigarette as you drive by. Yeah. You know, I've seen that numerous times. We've got a ha hospital here local to us. I've driven by. It's like you see nurses outside that are overweight, smoking cigarettes with, with a mask down under their chin. Yeah, I remember that casinos Anyways. were saying here in Las Vegas that uh, you could smoke a cigarette and have your scam off, but other than that, that, that scam better stay on that face. <laughs> yeah, like, that's disgusting. You know, that's health. That's health for us. For yeah, you. but you that have a cocktail waitress that works 10 hours a day, and they have that one same scam on for all 10 hours. Yeah, and no wonder why, you know, people are getting sick. You know, their oxygen levels are low. They're breathing in the same bacteria-filled air over and over and over again. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, and the funniest, too, is, like, if you're at Disney and it's raining – they want you to keep that wet scam on your face. Yeah, the worst is, you know, restaurant workers touching their mask and then touching the food, moving their mask around, touching the food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. then if you're standing up at your table, you have to put your scam on, but it's okay once you sit down. <laughs> so if you roll oh, in yeah. a wheelchair, I've... you're fine. Yeah, exactly. When that happened in a restaurant to us, because I wouldn't put a mask on, and I walked over, 
and I sat down at a table, and the waiter had came up and said, hey, you need to put your mask on. It's like, but I'm, I'm sitting down already. Yeah, but you walked in without a mask on, and you walked over here. Like, so you want me to put my mask on now? Everyone else has theirs off, and they're sitting down. And he just, like, stood there staring at me. I'm like, all right, it's good. We're out of here. We'll go somewhere else. Not a big deal. Yeah. And then so. these restaurants were wondering why they're hemorrhaging money. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the buildings we purchased was a former restaurant that went under during COVID that we converted. Yeah. But, they, you know, they were COVID Nazis and made sure everyone had to wear a mask and social distance and did all that. And they made the whole process of eating out miserable. So people won't, you know, they won't go back. And they didn't. That's and the idea. Business went under. Well, they they butterlighted themselves, so they did everybody a favor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Adrian, go ahead. I know I usurped a lot of the time here. Oh. Yeah. Um. No, I'm still here, guys. Um, just the mask, like your lungs are your biggest skin in your lungs, your kidney. Like that is like your biggest ways to detox the body. And the fact that people don't understand that they're putting a dirty mask on their face and that they're, like you said, breathing in that bacteria. And they are yeah, also. Yeah, but the smell of vision like, told them to, so that's why. It's okay. Yep. Yeah, it's you know, complete and total compliance over science. There's no real science. It's just yeah. compliance over science at this point. So I was telling people, right, there, there's a study out of the University of Oregon showing that CBDA and CBGA um, both stop viral entry uh, from COVID-19 into cells, right? And covid is an inflammatory disease. It causes inflammation in the lungs, and, you know, that's, that's what's happening. It's, it, so I was telling people, you know, you need to take more CBD. If you're afraid, you need to take an anti-inflammatory. That's what it does. You know, my stuff would get flagged on Facebook, you know, misinformation, you know, and it, but it, logically it makes sense. However, it was not a part of the narrative. It wasn't part of the approved narrative. You know, there is no cure for COVID. There is nothing that can help COVID besides remdesivir or, you know, if in, in extreme cases, we're going to intubate you and we're going to pump that virus down further into your lungs, you know, and then obviously you know what happened there. More people died because of intubation than they did of COVID itself. So, because they were pumping it down further, deeper into people's lungs. Um, yeah, it was just, yeah, it's just, it's just horrible, horrible what happened. And you know what? Think that, about oh, the I think that me and Proof last week we were uh, discussing briefly this topic again you know it's going to be an ongoing thing right now the pandemics are the new thing um and we were talking about um a clinic that was raided in michigan a doctor's clinic was raided by the fbi and 
this doctor was treating people with supposed coronavirus with intravenous vitamin C therapy, and this doctor was not arrested, but his clinic was, I don't know if you heard about that, Michael, you know, it was placed under investigation and raided pretty much by the FBI like a criminal. Yeah, we, you know, we get uh, vitamin C injections. Uh, There's a place here locally that does it in an IV, and you sit there, you know, it's high vitamin C, and you can get some other stuff, vitamin B and NAD and NAC and some other things like that. But, yeah, vitamin C is super anti-inflammatory, right? It's going to boost your immune system. It's going to help you, give you more energy, all that good stuff. That's funny. You just reminded me. I forgot to take my NAC today. There you go. See, you Um, know, the FDA is not going to tell people about that. There's no money in natural supplements. There's only money in synthesized supplements because these pharmaceutical companies have to patent the process. And with natural supplements, with plant medicine, there's nothing to, uh, like, patent. There's nothing to patent, you know. So Boom. The, the government Nature's resources are free. Should be. Yeah, should be, right? The government does put restrictions on those even, even though, right? So, um, but with, with that said, like, there's no money for pharmaceutical companies. They can't patent it. They can't, you know, charge, you know, $1,600 a month for a prescription for 30 pills, you know, something natural, because there's other companies that can make it, that can manufacture it. You know, uh, high CBD RSO cancer treatment monthly, you know, you're looking at 150 a, bu- 150 a month. But if you're looking for, you know, a pharmaceutical cancer treatment, you know, I know someone that was taking chemotherapy pills and, you know, the minimum was $1,600 a month, and that was a copay for insurance. You know, so it was a lot more than that. That's just what he was having to pay out of pocket to cover that. So These people just, are the whole sick, system. and they're it's, keeping people sick. These people I have a friend. He says these people are sick, and that is what they are. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's sick care. It's not health care. Their, their goal is not to make people healthier. Their goal is to make people sicker and more dependent on them and on the system that they've created and built well, up around this. That's well, why part cancer of it is also rates to are 300%. So they, 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 they don't want to just kill everybody. They want, they want people to do it to themselves. Sure, and that's what's happening. It, but it's, it's really strange, though, because – it's like the left is eating itself because those are majority majority of people who are getting, you know, booster three, four, five, whatever is people on and the And you left. know that you said that? That is so interesting. And I have often found myself wondering, you know, here and there, you know, the left is supposed to be like very hippie and very nature focused. Like that's their goal, right? Sustainable development. They want sustainability. They want solutions. But for them to just blindly follow, you know, science and not question the vaccine, that was very interesting to me because you would think that you would have more leftists given situations like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment that, you know, happened here. Like you would think that they would be more skeptical of, you know, injections in general, not just the coronavirus vaccine. But they're not even questioning it, and then they're promoting this fake environmentalism, and it's very strange to witness. So I look at RFK and his presidential campaign, 
and those those are the leftists that are pushing back against corporate pharmaceuticals, right? Those are more of the hippie type that I'm seeing um, because RFK is anti-coronavirus vaccine. He hasn't completely been anti-vax his entire career, but he is mostly now. Um, and then as far as his climate solutions, they're more of bringing the free market and punish those who are actually polluting, not creating some ridiculous tax scheme, taxing our carbon emissions. This is bullshit um, because plants need carbon to grow. So, Oh, Bill Gates even uh, said that we need to start getting rid of trees. Oh, yeah. See, that's, that's the complete opposite of what needs to happen. We all know that. You and I know that. You know, and then they say we need want, to invent more things that will eat carbon from the, from the earth. It's like, well, those are called yeah. trees. <laughs> yeah, they're creating these monstrosity of carbon reduction plants, um, you know, buildings like waste management plants, facilities, right? They've got these giant monstrosities that they're trying to, to build and create when we have nature. You know, if you if you have a greenhouse, if you have an indoor grow and you pump CO2 into that grow, those plants will grow faster by pumping CO2 into it. They'll, they'll be lush. They'll, they'll grow faster. They'll grow taller and stronger, you know, by pumping more CO2. If you get rid of CO2, there'll be less plants. So. Well, they want to terraform the earth and give it to Satan with basically nothing on it. So that that's their goal. They want to make people dependent, those that are here, yes. on, on the systems that they create, you know, on their social credit and whatever else, whatever else they're putting together. So. Yeah, so the, the people that are getting their gene therapies are helping, uh, helping the cause as hard as they can. Absolutely. They're helping the cause. <laughs> they're, they're also mutating the virus as well because they're, you know, they're getting these vaccines and the virus is mutating and it's just making it worse. But I digress. Um, so, uh, so, Adrian, you can get the last word in here. We've had this gentleman for an hour and I don't want to overstay our welcome here. Yeah, um, my last question really, well, actually, I have two questions. Sorry, I don't know how long you can stay with sure. us tonight. Go um, for it. Go for it. Thank you for your time and visiting with us. Um, my first question is, what do you think that some solutions are, or the main solution? What is your opinion on fixing the healthcare system going forward? Like, do the medical boards need to receive harassment? Um, okay, all right. Did it, let me... Let me, like, let me take it down a little bit. Okay, okay. So <laughs> do the medical boards need to receive political pressure from the public? Do they need yes. to receive pressure from the public the way that the politicians do and the doctors do? Yeah, absolutely. So right now there's a lot of treatments that are restricted in the United States, putting pressure on politicians and medical boards to allow alternating treatments, to allow freedom of choice in medicine, to allow, like, I think there's only 16 states that even license naturopathic doctors, right? Washington's one of them. But if the government 
is basically restricting anyone's ability to practice medicine and saying that there's only one solution and it's a pharmaceutical solution and it's a corporate solution versus, hey, there might be some other solutions out there. Why don't we allow the market and individuals that might have some of this knowledge start practicing in the open instead of underground? Because that's where a lot of it is. You know, they're practice medicine underground, uh, plant medicine, um, other stuff like psilocybin and some other things like that, you know, it's being used underground, whereas if it was out in the open and we were free to do it, there could be way more research in place. You know, we're seeing more cannabis research come out now that it's becoming legal in multiple states across the country. I think half of them now have legal recreational cannabis, but there's still restrictions in place. And that's the problem is these politicians who don't know what they're doing are listening to experts who also mostly don't know what they're doing and they're just protecting certain industries and certain, you know, people. And they're not allowing the free market to expand and come up with new solutions. You know, if you have cancer, I, I know of different clinics in Mexico that I would recommend for people to go to because they have alternate therapies therapies that aren't allowed here in the United States. So, yes, put pressure on medical boards. Yes, put pressure on politicians, uh, run for office, and actually, you know, change laws. So, if, if you can get elected. So, you think that the way forward is applying public pressure to the medical boards and getting people to run for office? I mean... I don't know exactly, you know, the way forward. I know oh, that those could thing. work. You know, they, they could yeah. work. Is it the right way? I don't know. Yeah. Is it what's going to fix it? Who knows? There's so much entrenched politics in these systems. Right? Like I said, cancer is a huge industry. They don't, want, they don't want anyone to cure cancer. You know, they don't, they don't want that. They, they want it to continue as it's going, and obviously they're doing something to propel their cancer rates. They've increased 300% in the last couple of years. That's insane. You know, they're doing you something. Know, I... I don't... Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. I uh, wanted to chime in with my uh, uh, something else that just came to me, a question for you. So. You know, with your work with cancer, you know, they say that there is a can't, you know, that in the medical industry, they, they say it is a cancer gene. But when you start studying epigenetics, there is no cancer gene. It is multiple genes that have been changed. And can you confirm or can you, like, have you heard of that? You know, I have heard of it. I, I don't know much about it, though to be honest with you. And I know that there's something going on with the current medical system and the, the current food system, industrial food production, processed food, seed oils, whatever. There's something happening that's changing people's bodies and causing these ex explosions and toxic cells growing in, inside people. And I don't know what it is, but I do know that making your body alkaline and some CBD products can help and fight inflammation and make it to where your environment, your terrain in your body, makes it to where cancer cannot thrive. And that's what people should focus on. 
is what they ingest in their body, what they put in themselves to be able to protect themselves from any type of these diseases, not just cancer, but that's just the main one that we focus on. Okay. And then my last thing for you was just your opinion on the gene therapy. Like, what do you think it is, this, quote, gene therapy? And are you tracking on the graphene oxide uh, rumors and just all of these things? What do you really think about mRNA? Yeah, so they're obviously changing people's genes. Right, they're, they're changing their genes to recognize certain strains of the coronavirus that no longer exist. And th there could be something else in there modifying people's genes. Like I said, you know, something is happening within people's bodies to where there's an explosion of cancer. You know, and, See, and are me they modifying I think genes? that the mRNA, they're setting that up so that when we get microchips, it could read the mRNA. I, I think that's what it is. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as read up on that. And I probably should be, but you know, I haven't gotten vaccinated since I was a kid. So and I'm not going yeah. to. So I'm not really worried too yeah, much. Yeah, just about like that Aaron Rodgers famously time. said a couple of years ago, I've been immunized. Yeah, and I haven't my I have not got a vaccine since I was in the military and it was a forced flu shot. Very funny story there. Yep. I Story there. I did not know that they were going to make us get a flu shot, but fun fact, they make United States military members get the flu shot. It's mandatory. <laughs> You're property of the government. You are. You signed the line. Uh, very unexpected, but it's mandatory. So uh, can you plug your website before you leave? Yeah, absolutely. So the website is PAC, P-A-C, Crest, C-R-E-S-T, Botanicals, B-O-T-I-L-C-A-L-S.com. So PAC, Crest, Botanicals. And you can go on there and, you know, if, you're, if you have cancer or know of anyone that has cancer, reach out to us. We have a special uh, promo and we also have... Um, some specialists and we have a trial going on right now where we're keeping track of people who are who have cancer who are taking our 10,000 milligram RSO tincture and then we're keeping track of the results and we're getting some amazing results in people who you know after six months or so they're no longer showing that they have any cancer at all so okay. well that sounds awesome that's Yep, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much for the invite. Oh, I'd like to have you back again sometime. So uh, Adrian will hook that up, I think. Absolutely. I've got a lot I can talk about. So I really okay. appreciate it. You guys have a great rest of your evening. All right. You thank you well. so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Yep, absolutely. Take care. You too. All right. So with that, um, do we want to uh, do we want to play the latest Mr. Broccoli? Yeah, I was waiting for you to say it. Well, I wasn't going to play it while we have a guest on. Oh, I mean, yeah, I could I have, I guess, but I, I don't know him yet, so I didn't want to subject him to it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I figured you would either do it before he hopped on or after. So whenever you're ready. No, we had a good discussion before. So why would I ruin that? Yeah. Besides, I wanted him to know what we do. So we had a good conversation that he picked up on. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of just flowed, and he uh, had a lot of very interesting information. I actually wrote some things down. Uh, Very interesting that they are being deceitful with the CBD levels uh, with companies. That's very interesting. You know, I actually meant to ask another question. I'll ping him afterwards and ask him, uh, you know, I wanted to ask how they test the the CBD levels, how they tested them to find that a lot of companies are mismarketing their percentages. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you're ready... Uh, this one is called Broccoli Man. Support Brandon or else. Yeah, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. All right. So we'll go ahead and count it down. So do you have a Rumble account? I do not, but I am able to pull it up on my end. All right. I was just wondering because I'd like to have somebody make a comment or something. It's It's just weird that nobody comments. Yeah, well, I can uh, I can make an account and uh, I'll be showing this to one of my friends uh, this week, and yeah, I can definitely make an account. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and and rock this out here. So support Brandon or else. Let me go ahead and count down. So three, two, one, two, one. action. Hold it right there, green dude. You are here by being detained by me, sir. We are finally going to start arresting our political enemies so we can win the next election. There is a rumor that you will not vote Democrat. That is a major problem with our crime syndicate. Only communist countries arrest people that do not vote for them. I will never in my life ever support a Democrat. Even and especially old Brandon who does not even know what ice cream flavor he is eating. Yes. Your point, sir. Besides, even Karen GNPS says the truth. That 80 is the new 40, sir. You are spreading misinformation by saying Brandon is too old. You need to be arrested for spreading misinformation. Every time you have tried to arrest me, The judge says you have no credible evidence to arrest me. So I sue you and G-Lobalist and I win. Then you want to try this again? Yes, sir. Just like all of these hospitals and school districts fired employees for not getting gene therapies. They sued and got back pay. The companies lost millions of dollars. But you know what, green dude? 
We're going out there on these main streets and going to do the same issue again. We do not let us you stop our communist agenda, sir. The Supreme Court even says to stop pushing these things. Then you do it again anyway. That is why we had enough of your rubbish. You are now under arrest for beating a political enemy, beating a biasnitch, and also I am to a wing in who sexually assaulted me. I am not and will never be interested in being around you wiretap. You are alone with me down here in this garage. I have a camera's time to shut off from now until exactly 42 more minutes. I can go to Geolobalist right this instant and say that you performed codes on my person without my consent. There will be no camera footage. So the courts will take my word for it because we can just pay the judge whatever amount we feel will get this done. I think the public will know you are lying. Not really green dude. You are hereby detained by me, sir. You are forbidden to leave my presence. I can arrest you also for January 6, and also for resisting arrest. I will say at that moment you forced your will on me as a way to get out of going to jail. I am sure the courts will not accept that. Sir, as long as I can put down January 6, then I can bring you to a federal court. You conspired to vote for Trump. That should get you at least 15 years in solitary confinement. That is what you get when you mess around with us globalists. I can also put down it as a COVID emergency that we take away your clothing and keep you in our prison for centuries, sir. You have nothing else to do. So you have to follow me while I arrest child traffickers. Yes, sir. Now let's get to our TS naked body scanner. Please do remove your underoos and your blouse. Your uniform will be sent back to your inferior superhero company. We do need to inspect your kumquats and your ice cream cone right this instant. You could be hiding a burner cell phone, an OK-47, or any Republican voters inside your junk. Now you will accuse me of hiding people inside my junk because I do not vote Democrat. We do not know until you let me have a look-see at your ice cream cone and we will see, sir. You are the loser that said Trump won the 2020 election. Many of us still believe that was true and there was voter fraud. You keep stepping in it, green dude. How many bloody times do we have to tell you? Presidents are not elected, sir. They are selected by us globalists. Just because the American public wants someone to be their leader, that does not always work with what we want. If you continue those outbursts and not allow us to run our crime syndicate, you shall be placed in the gulags just like other political enemies. This is not going to stand. This is going to stand, sir. Now I have to demand, sir. Why is there no bloody scam on that face? You have all people should know that you must, you must, you must, you always have a bloody scam on that face so everyone is in fear of a virus. We have gene therapies to sell. 
Nobody wants your gene therapies. Guess what, sir? No one bloody cares. Wait until we pass the law that in California, that fast food workers get at least $20 an hour. You'll see all these something buckers give up their EMT jobs and office manager positions to get a job flipping GMO burgers and side linking to the customers. That is all that you useless eaters and diapers care about. How is it an office manager can make $18 an hour with many years of experience? But a burger flipper at GMO King can make $45 to $50,000 a year? Simple green dude. We will force all those other businesses to close because they cannot get good employees. People will literally be fighting in these streets to get those jobs at GMO Bell and then spend all day eating Psy products. They will not bloody care what we do so long as they have a few dog biscuits thrown their direction. By the way, did you think I forgot to see those kumquats? I need less rude, more nude. You need to comply right this instant. I need less rude, more nude so I can check those kumquats and ice cream cone for gas heaters and constitutions. That's not going to happen dog. That will happen dog. We do need to arrest all of you something duckers that knew anyone that was in Washington DC on January 6th sir. You can start with Ray Epps and all the paid feds that destroyed government property. No we will not be doing that. We paid them fair and square for their work to set up Trump supporters. Anyway sir, when we want to set fools like you up. All we had to do is say you did not pay your taxes. Or you sexually assaulted someone. Or perhaps you said so meeting racist. I might could get away with claiming all treating so you can get over 200 years behind bars. You will rot in that jail cell with Trump for decades even after you pass on and your bones will rot in the corner. Your soul will remain in our political prison for centuries so we will always own you. You will never own me. Sir I have a title to your person in my pocket. You just need to sign it and we have an notary available in Geolobalist Lair. I own you just like Karen Rogers owns the Chicago Bears. Now let's get those garments in front of my person so I can anal swab your buttocks in case you have COVID. It sounds like I need to handle the wiretap real quick. Do not comply with globalists ever. Also, please do pay attention to what the globalists are trying to do to us. Go to freedomizerradio.com and check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9pm to midnight eastern time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Also check the Freedomizer schedule on the website and find the other shows to listen to also. You green dude. I'm telling Geolobalist you are going to check out idonatcomplete.org. I am certain he will try to tack on additional charges so you will stay in that jail cell for over 500 years.
No one should ever for any reason check out Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, or Proof Negative. If you check out any of those shows, that hurts a crime syndicate. We need to be in control of everyone's brains at all times. So that's the latest in Mr. Broccoli. You know, and that part about the election fraud, you know, I haven't seen that documentary. I don't know if you know what I'm referring to. I know it has Two thousand mules, mules in the title of it. Yeah, what is the what is the name of that? Four thousand mules or something like that? What was the Two name? Two thousand mules. Two thousand mules. Yes. But that, that's why they're pushing so hard to arrest people that know about the election fraud because they don't want that coming out. So now they make political enemies and, and, and put them in prison because they don't want their own crime syndicate to be found about. Yeah, I'll have so when they do illegal things and get away with it, then they can do more illegal things, and that's what they're working on now. That they're working on – I didn't get that last part of that, what you meant exactly. Oh, they, they they keep going for it because they know that nobody's going to challenge them. Yeah, I, I really do think everything that we've been seeing is a test. Um, you know, actually – one of my friends said that to me that, you know, this is a test. Everything that we've been experiencing the past three years from the shutdowns, the virus, um, the fires, all of these things are pressure tests. And when we are stressed, we have raised cortisol levels. So, you know, they are pressuring us and just kind of seeing what all can they do to the American population and to the global population with this, quote, pandemic that, you know, World Bank bonds were taken out on years before there was a pandemic declared. I don't know if you're tracking on that, proof, but... No, not really. Uh, oh, yeah. So there, I'll have to send those to you after the show. There are pandemic bank bonds that were taken out. Um, oh, that I know about, yeah. Yes. So all of these things are a pressure test. And there was scenario planning that went on before the shutdowns. And as you may know, and many others are – uh, spreading the word about that there is going to be another, quote, virus released and that there has been some scenario planning in the background for those as well through John Hopkins University, j- different things like that. What is it, Proof? Uh, event, was it 310? Was that what it was? You know what I'm talking about? I know there was 201. 
Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was 301 or 201, um, but I knew there was an 01 in there. Um, thanks for the correction, but more things like that approaching. So now Gavin Newsom has come out, and Gruesome says that <laughs> that it's a Republican witch hunt. That, that they want to go after Hunter for his business dealings in in uh, all over the world, basically. So he's saying it's not a big deal. Yes, his uh, video that was leaked of him smoking crack with a Ukrainian prostitute. Yes, that, that's perfectly hunt. okay. Fantastic. Well, now he also wants to sue the IRS because... He didn't authorize them to to uh, look into his his funding and his laptop. But the laptop already was proven to no longer be his because he left it behind and didn't pay for it. So it became the owner of the of the computer repair shop, not Hunter. If you lose something to a pawn shop or a a repair shop and you don't pick it up in time and that's in the contract, you don't just get to claim it anyway. They don't just throw it out and say, oh, well. They don't just give it back to you. They, they, they can do whatever they want with it if you don't claim it. Pretty weird. Why would he not claim it if he had, you know, explicit, inappropriate content on there? Do you think he was just, Nobody like, knows. so cracked out? Maybe he was smoking crack and up. didn't know where he left it. Who knows? <laughs> Well, it's probably what happened. Yeah, I uh, was thinking the same exact thing. That is likely what happened. I mean, why else? Unless it was all for a show, as to to show the American people, you know, this is your government. This is your leadership's offspring that is doing all these things, and there's absolutely nothing that we can do about it unless it's one of those messages again, you know, or if it's just, it slips his mind because he was busy, you know, with the Ukrainian prostitute, probably trafficking children. So I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, the Democrats are getting even more desperate. So uh, they announced a new task force, the Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. So their job will be to go after people that don't that don't follow the Democrat narrative. In what sense? What kind of well, well, for example, people that think the Hunter Biden laptop is real and there's stuff on there that's incriminating, those people need to be dealt with because that's misinformation. That's what it says right here. So they're still out there pushing that um, there's nothing on Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, if there is, if there is nothing on it, then why, why are they so worried about it?
So their goal is to go uh, to go uh, get rid of everybody that goes against them so they can have their communistic state. But that's what happens when when they can when the, the, the Democrats can run everything however they want. Yeah, um, I mean, both parties being radicalized to the point where, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a very interesting political climate. The polar. Hey, I'm bringing in is, a, I'm bringing in a caller. All right. Uh, this is my Wednesday co-host and a longtime freedomist here. Uh, Joanne Moretti wants to say hi. And a show note, uh, I am taking tomorrow off. It's my birthday, and I don't feel like working on my birthday. So uh, Joanne and I will be off tomorrow. In its place, though, we are doing a live training with a brand-new Freedomist. So our office manager, Danielle St. John, who has a Sunday show with us, she is going to live train a brand-new host. So if you are listening to this, Please call into the show so they can learn uh, that she can have live test subjects so that she can learn how to take live calls. So it would be much appreciated. But let's go ahead and get Joanne in here. Hey, everybody. Hello, Freedomizers. Hi, Adrian. Hey, Proof. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I Hi, heard Joanne. you talking about nice you. Oh, it's very nice to meet you, too, and you're doing a great job. I've been listening. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you were just talking about that Homeland Intelligent Expert group. You do know who's on that group, right? Oh, I knew John it was Brennan. James Clapper. And, and I remember specifically because we talked about this in January of 2021. He said, we're going to go after everybody that does not support the Democrat Party. And that even includes people that vote Libertarian. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on this. So is John Brennan. He's the most ruthless yeah. man on the planet. And that Paul Colby, too. He was a former direct, uh, director of the Intelligence Project. They, these people, these were ones that signed that, um, the, they were some of the 51 signers, saying that, by, that Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Yeah, Clapper and Brennan, boy, they really did put the band back together, huh? Something big is up. You see Podesta came out, you see... Yeah. All these other people, James Carvel comes out. Now you've got this new committee here. Um, did you see they charged Ray Epps, I don't know, disorderly conduct or something? Yeah, a slap the on the wrist. So what does he get, like yeah. uh, two hours of community service or something? Yeah, the guy's a fed. He was pushing people. I was watching some video with him on it. And the crowd is pushing back and forth with the cops over mm. those those little metal gates they have. And the cops are roughing everybody around him up, but not him. He's just standing there looking around, and the people on either side of him are getting shoved by the cops, but the cops never touched him. Oh, yeah, they're they're full of it. People who weren't even there are in jail. Well, how long until they go after people like us who, uh, granted, we're not as big as we were 10 years ago, 
but we we've been on air a long time. So are yeah. they going to go after people like us at some point? I'm sure. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they'll find a way to try to silence us. They're doing a heck of a job silencing people. And you see that Biden's screaming for more money for Ukraine? Yes. Yeah, they need no, money. No, Ukraine's their favorite country to launder money well, in. Well, it's because that, that that's the best place to launder money. It yep. sure is. And you notice that the Ukrainian energy companies are doing great, but where he put us out of business, that makes sense. And now you know what he sold. He sold out our energy industry. Russia's energy is doing all right. He got money from them, the mayor of Moscow. Ukraine's energy is doing great. The Saudis, they're doing great. But they shut everybody here down. Permits, no permits, no refining, no pipelines. You know, and people act like that Keystone Pipeline was the only pipeline under the country. We've got pipelines under almost every street in every city, whether it be a gas pipeline or a water pipeline or, you know, there's pipelines carrying um, crude oil and stuff too. But anyhow, they got this task force committee to say none of this is true. And you know Biden was using his kid to put the squeeze on these companies. But here's here's a, a, a way to look at this. The Republican Congress was so weak that Marjorie Taylor Greene put up articles of impeachment for Mayorkas, and they did nothing with it, and now he gets to, Mayorkas gets to bring this group of, of Motley's uh, together so that they could target millions of people now. And so you can oh, thank yeah, the Republicans this- for this. Yeah, this group is bad news. That group is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. They're not just anybody. Those are CIA and NSA chiefs. No, yes. no, 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 no. Those are serious experts. And they got an axe to grind. But, you know, like I said, Ukraine's asking for more money. And we talked about it, how all these people are going over there, all these politicians are going over there. And, of course, this is all going to lead to Pelosi and Romney and John Kerry, too, because they all had kids on the board. And Romney has one of his closest advisors on the board mm-hmm. of directors there. And that guy was a former intelligence agent, too. So, I mean, the, the deep state's got its tentacles everywhere. But it is a money laundering operation. And we've already sent them billions and billions of dollars. And they're still screaming for weapons and tanks and planes and stuff. Buy your own. Just like we had to buy them, you buy them. You got plenty of money. But where's the money? It's going back in those politicians' pockets. Everybody you see taking pictures and shaking hands with them. Probably over there getting a check. And Romney predicted that United States soldiers would be fighting Russia in Ukraine soon. So they're already softening us. No, we're not. We've got no business fighting Russia. It's, Ukraine's not a, a NATO country yet. They might be a favored country, but they're not. A, and now Zelensky's a, asking them to kick Russia out. Yeah. And who is this guy, Zelensky? They give him a little bit of power, and he thinks he's somebody. Well, that's that's every liberal, though. 
Yeah, I just think it's yeah. very interesting that he's an actor as well. I find that very interesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's an actor and he's playing a role. You know well, the CIA is He's good, he's good at taking yeah. orders and being told what to do, so that's how that works. And does he ever change his clothes? You always see him that's in a green question. T-shirt and, and fatigue pants. You know, he's a president, which he's going to be a president in a long time, too, because he suspended elections while there's a war going on. Well, what if Brandon does that? Yeah, well, we'll start flipping over tables. Our elections are stolen. Oh, I want to bring this up to you. Did you see, because uh, the left does not think that gruesome is going to have what it takes to to win over the American public. And Michael Robinson Obama, I know that she's a nice lady, uh, but he doesn't want the job. We've discussed that at length. So their, uh, their best options, they feel now, are either Gretchen Whitmer or Mayor Eric Adams. Yeah, well, I was thinking that Kamala take over the job. They'll push Biden out of the way and they'll put Kamala up there. And then she'll choose Newsom as vice president. He'll take the job. But you is that possible, though, because you have you have both leaders, the president and the vice president, from the same state. Can that happen? No, I, you're right. You're right. So then they're just going to have to deal with them. I was reading some gossip on the Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. Is that a legit site? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, well, sometimes they have some accurate stuff, you know. I know that we've, we've had stuff. But this is really gossip. Some dude's coming out with his book. And his name is Wolf. And he's talking about um, Fox News, actually, and he's talking about the the stuff that goes on behind the scenes there. And one of the Murdochs, the ones that fired uh, Tucker Carlson, they had done an interview with um, Carlson and Ron DeSantis, and and this guy Wolf said that Ron DeSantis kicked Carlson's dog. They have some of those uh, Cavalier Spaniels. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson and his wife have a couple of Cavalier Spaniels, and I guess the dog was under the table. And in the book, in this excerpt, it says that Ron DeSantis pushed the dog and then kind of shoved him with his foot. I hope he didn't kick Tucker Carlson's dog. Anyhow, his wife doesn't want Tucker Carlson there anymore. And the Murdochs called Hannity retarded. And they were going to fire him, too, because I guess him and uh, Ainsley Earhart are having an affair. Oh, I but had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not an affair. But, um, Hannity's wife left him a couple of years ago, and she's been single. Her mm-hmm. and her husband broke up. The guy cheated on her, and they broke up. So, I mean, they were both single, so I don't see what that, what that matters. Anyhow, I hope Ron DeSantis didn't kick someone's dog. That makes him unelectable. Not even for dog catcher. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's not doing very well. 
But I don't know. How are they going to get Newsom in? Uh, good question. You know, if Biden's out, if, I don't know. Who would Kamala would Kamala have to say she's it? not running, that's all. If Kamala says she's not running, then he can do whatever he wants. Right. That's true. And who knows? Yeah, Maybe if, Kamala and Gruesome have that friendship where he's not going to uh, run against her. I, I don't know. I mean, it is possible, even though there's usually no honor among thieves, but it is completely plausible that he could he could believe that. Yeah, well, I'm listening to people on TikTok, on Twitter, on television, on the radio, and they're all talking like, there is no other candidate running in the Democrats. None of them mention RFK Jr. No. Why would they let this guy run on their ticket and then give him no playtime? Plus, they they grabbed some guy at one of his events recently who was who had a gun. Oh, you know, they're not even no, giving him secret uh, still service. no security for him, even though he's legally allowed to to have it, and and they should extend that to him. But they don't want to. They don't want that. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, pretty telling right there that you wouldn't give the guy security, especially considering the history in his family. And then you grab a guy with a gun at one of his events, and that was his mm-hmm. own security that grabbed him. Yeah, that, that right. man needs Secret Service. You know, I'm not a Democrat, but it's, the guy needs Secret Service. That's just a fact. Oh well, I I, I will I, I tell everybody I'm rooting for Robert F Kennedy to win the the Democrat nomination. Uh, I'm not voting for him for president this time around, but I want him to beat Brandon. Mhm. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be? Something I I was that, even that contemplating Joanne on switching political parties on primary day just to vote for Robert F Kennedy. Yeah. Some states they have open primaries. You can just go in and vote. You know, just whatever. Well, here you could switch. You. you could switch your your political party the day of the election if you're voting for a Democrat. Republicans have to wait 30 days, but if you're a Democrat, you could switch right there. Mm. Are you serious? How is that legal? Is that just in your state? That's as insane. far as I know, that's how Nevada is because I voted. Uh, in both parties before, and it was even asked uh, in the news what happens if somebody does that because the the Democrat primary was at 12 and the Republican one was at 9. So I voted Republican first, I voted for Ron Paul, and then I went and voted for John Edwards. Mm. And they said what happens if somebody does that, and, he, and the, the person that ran the polls says not many people will do that, but we're not enforcing anything on that. Wow. Yeah, see, the primaries are just a beauty contest. They're non-binding. The party can right. do whatever the party wants to do. It's the general election that's binding. But each of these parties figure out in their own ways on who their candidate is going to be. Like, I, you know, we talked about some parties don't even have primaries. They just nominate somebody. Right, and, and, uh, and I was telling Adrian before, uh, while we were discussing, uh, but uh, Trump could win every state in the primary, but Ronna McDaniel could still choose Mike Pence because she wants to. 
That's right. That's true. You know, they have to take into consideration what the blowback on that would be. And are they willing to take the risk? I'm sure she is. She'll burn down the whole party. She spending $37 million to keep Trump off that ballot. She's got lawyers. She's got Chris Christie out there like a barking seal. He, um, actually, he went after a Democrat. He went, at, he went after Biden for a second there. But that was the first yeah. time he's gone after a Democrat. Usually he's just going after Trump. And what did you say last week? He's going to shadow Trump wherever Trump goes. Yes. Chris Christie's uh-huh. going to hold an event there too. Yes. That's pathetic. That really is. Well, you know, it might be hot, and uh, and Chris Christie's just going to be that shade that uh, that comes by. Well, that's all he's doing is throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In more ways so Adrian, than one. Adrian, you liking yeah. this gig? Adrian, you liking this gig? It's fun being on here. Yes, it is fun. Yes, I like uh, booking speakers. That's probably one of my favorite parts, uh, mm-hmm. and it is very fun. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, come Adrian on, uh, comes with booking guests and everything. I, I'm I'm very happy. Sweet. Thanks, Proof. I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on as a co-host. So yeah, well, thanks one of the things that really gets on me, and I've I've had to unfortunately let people go. Not, and trust me, I don't like having to get rid of people at all. But if uh, we start the show at 6 o'clock Pacific and, and at 6.13, I ask you, what topics do you have today? And you say, I don't have any. Uh, don't tell me that. Don't don't come to the show and have nothing to talk about. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. It takes an awful lot to put a show together. you got to fill three hours. And, you know, you can only spend so much time on each subject and you move on to the other one. So it's great to have call-ins. Right, and I'm handicapped with having a day job. So my time, I could sneak in stuff here and there, and I I know roughly what I want to talk about, and I play clips, but I can't be expected anymore to do a three-hour show on my own. Um, And uh, I just can't do it anymore. I've, I've I've been on air 15 years. I don't want to say I'm burned out, but I know my limits. Yeah. Yeah. I understand it. And you want to have somebody that you can interact with, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to come on because it seemed, you know, it seemed interesting. And I think that communication is very important. And I would like to enhance my public speaking skills and really this is like perfect because like you said before uh, I think it was my first or second time coming on I think it was my first time coming on with you that a radio show is just having a conversation yeah well you guys it's it's running smooth so I wanted to comment on that yeah you guys are doing a good job I've I've been listening in the background so welcome aboard kid Thank you, Joanne. It's great to meet you. I appreciate your words. Thank you. So it's nice having a night off, though, that that we have scheduled and not uh, not computer glitches. Or uh, I'll tell you, I've walked off a few times when my co-host six oh three. I'm already into my show and playing the ads, and they say, "Oh, I I, uh, I can't make it," or uh, "I I quit." 
It's like you're you're telling me three minutes after the show started, uh, and I don't have any time to replace you. Um, uh, I just walked off because I'm pissed. Yeah, you got to give a notice. That's that's not right. Yeah, no. I think that a lot of people in general, you know, like they might say, like, oh, they got super cool, like be on the radio, but they don't have very good professional skills in the sense of because like I could just not imagine that like like going to be on a, on a show and just I mean it's one thing if you didn't have a lot of prep time but to completely blow off you know like I mean unless you know obviously emergencies happen but it's just right. very unprofessional and I have been in a lot of professional settings um where people you know like I've sat through like a lot of trainings 12-hour trainings eight-hour trainings and things like that and um it uh is uh you know it doesn't come like naturally to some people um and it's just uh like a like a courtesy thing a consideration thing Right, Joanne. Uh, I sent you an article with Jack Smith, and I'm trying to make sense of it. I wanted to talk about that earlier, but I am trying to understand what happened. So it looks like we have a, a Trump aide that says that she was given written notes about doing stuff. This doesn't make any sense at all. Hmm. Federal investigators Trump repeatedly wrote to-do lists for her. Oh, this is ridiculous. That is so far. Now, first of all, that would be a serious leak. All right, it says, one of former President Donald Trump's longtime assistants told federal investigators that Trump repeatedly wrote to-do lists for her on documents from the White House that were marked classified, according to sources familiar with her statement. So it's the aide is Molly Michael, and she told investigators that more than once she received requests or tasking from Trump that were written on the back of note cards, and she later recognized cards as sensitive White House material with visible classification markings. If she was qualified to be in the presence of those documents, which obviously she would have been, um, they shouldn't be a problem. Now, that's leaking classified information that she would even leak that those documents existed. And then for it to get to the media, someone leaked it to them. Yeah, doesn't uh, the court have to do discovery? Yeah. But if this chick's coming out and saying this stuff and then it's immediately making it to the newspapers, it's a lie. Exactly. The truth is classified. If she came out and told the truth, should be in jail for leaking classified information. But, but the thing is, don't, won't they have forensics experts that will say if that was Trump's handwriting or not? Yeah, but even if it was, even if it was, even if he wrote it on the back of the Declaration of Independence, she had to have the security clearance to even be in the same room with those documents. If, if what she's saying is true, that... She was handed classified documents with notes on them. She was regularly handed classified documents, even without notes on them, 
obviously, if this is his aide, and, you know, he's writing stuff, okay, she's already seen the document, you can get five copies all you want. Everything is, you know, even what the president has in front of him is a printed copy. Yeah. It's not the original. So Yeah, because that, that stays behind. Right. So, you know, if you need another copy that isn't written on, you can get one. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a big deal. But the, they're playing it up like it's a big deal, if it's true at all. Because they have nothing. Yeah, but why is her testimony even anywhere near the media? They're trying to put a gag order on Trump, but this stuff is, you know, out on the net. So that had to have come oh. out of that, that investigator's office. Otherwise, how would we know she said that at all? Well, that's yeah. that's true though, but the Mar-a-Lago case looks like the one that's most likely to fold. So they they have to do whatever it takes, and that's the thing with Jack Smith is that we know that he's not a winning uh, defense attorney or or prosecutor, I should say. He's not a winning prosecutor, but he could play dirty, and he's not afraid to play dirty, even though he's going to lose. And so right. his he job is just lose. to tarnish. His job is just to tarnish the image and reputation and hope for the best. Right. You're exactly right. That is what his job is. He's like mayhem on that commercial. His job is just to go in and wreck things and take up time and make headlines. And then if it gets thrown out, it gets thrown out. It doesn't matter. The verdict doesn't matter. It's the process that counts because you're going to a whole election season. You're getting all this stuff in headlines. You're able to drip, drip, drip it out. And, of course, the judge is playing along, too. So they're doing everything in their power to not let Trump get elected. And they're using the same people. They're using Brennan and Clapper again. And then uh, and that, then the one in Georgia, wow. Uh, that's just the, the Fannie Willis and that whole situation. That, that's uh, one of the weirdest court setups ever. It's just... I look at this every day, and there's something new, and I'm shaking my head like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, you're right. Every day, there's like a twist and a turn, and she's doing something shady and underhanded, and just to stretch this meaning and twist that Mm. definition to do this stupid, I don't Rico charge. Give me a break. Oh, there was something yesterday or today that I saw. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I got to go back and look for it again. Yeah, well, that's that's another thing that that's all of these charges against Trump. They don't care if they win. They just want the process. They want to do the lawfare part. The, they know the outcome. You know, like the, like that. What's her name? Grisham. She's banning guns in some county. She knows yeah. she's not going to win that, but she's going to do it anyhow. By the time the court takes it up, you know, she will have already won. She would have already conditioned people. Yeah, I'm sending you this right now, what I saw I earlier. I can't wait for it. Uh, Sidney Powell's attorney 
says that there's Brady violations and Fannie Willis is withholding key evidence. Right, you're sending it to me. Back over here. Yeah, that's it. It's the one I was looking at. I love Sydney Powell. I went to see her at a book signing. She said Mueller wasn't running the investigation. Remember the Mueller investigation? She said any day you could find yeah. him at the hotels at the bar drinking. Other people were running that. He was just, she said that he was another one with cognitive impairment and he had a drinking problem. So uh, she does, uh, Fannie Willis does not want any of the evidence of criminals sneaking around the back of a building or uh, sliding things into coat pockets. Um, I'm sure that the Ruby Freeman stuff will be blocked. Yeah. So when he gets done reading that, Joanne Pianchi wants to say hi. I figured while you're here uh, yeah, and bring I'm him here. In. I'll bring him in now then. All right. So, uh, Pianchi, welcome in. Uh, Adrian, I don't know if you met one of our regulars yet. Yes, I have. I've met him before. I believe it was the first night coming on. Okay. Welcome yeah, in, just, sir. Uh, good evening, Proof. Adrian and Joanne. Hey, how you hey, doing, Bianchi? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing how fine. You doing? doing fine. In those five or so battleground states, take Georgia, and when it comes down to the electoral votes, they're supposed to be submitted by the state legislature. So why did Brian Kemp submit Brandon ballots from electors rather than Trump elector ballots. And then when Pence had dual ballots from those battleground states, mm-hmm. why come he didn't send them back to the legislature whereas they could straighten the problem out? The ballot's supposed to come from the legislature, not the Secretary of State of the Kemp, where right. they should, not from the Secretary of State, and surely not from the governor. The governor's not supposed to be submitting ballots, elected ballots. I think that was part of the lawsuit that they brought, that um, the Secretary of State had no authority to change the state's election laws or rules, and that did have to come from the legislature. In most of those battleground states, but by then it was too late and the election had already been certified. Well, yeah, but those, constitutionally, of course, unless this state's got something different, but Kemp is a Republican, isn't he? So why would he turn in over Trump's ballots? Why would he turn those in for Brandon? Because, more importantly, he's an anti-Trump person, which takes precedence. Yeah, somebody got to him. And this was repeated in other states also. 
Yeah, well, you'll, you'll notice the ones that are really corrupt, they don't like Trump. Because they know, you know, eventually Trump will get around to them. And they don't trust him, you know, to keep that code. They don't talk bad about each other, but Trump will talk bad about them to their face. And they don't want their skeletons out of the closet. Well, I can understand the court's not wanting to hear. Because they probably have the memory of the election in 2000 in the back mm-hmm. of their head. And really, it's not the court's responsibility anyway. They can make an opinion, but the responsibility right. still lies with the state legislature. Yes, it does. You're right. It's just like and it's just the 13th like and 14th. It's like the, the 13th can only and 14th rule on the Amendment, constitutionality of it. Yeah, yeah, this is like the 13th and 14th Amendment. When you look right. at the Federal, federal Registry and you look at the yeas and the nay votes, they did not have enough yay votes in order to achieve three-quarters of the states to pass either one of those amendments. And you know, right. you look they at, should have had the three-quarters. They only had the... Um, Majority. In some cases, they needed 25 or 27. They only it was short by two. And then you had some states. Uh, I think you had. Uh, I know you had Kentucky. You had Mississippi. And I think you had yeah Delaware. Delaware didn't ratify uh, the 14th Amendment until I think 1901. Mississippi mm-hmm. didn't until 1995, uh, I believe. And Kentucky, I think it was in the 2000s when they finally ratified. Well, look at the expertise. Look at the expertise Mm -hmm. of the defendants. Okay? And that's where you're going to find your answers because Sidney Powell is a genius on all the voter fraud. She knows those machines inside and out. She is very, very equipped to, you know, computer, she's very literate in, com- in computer. She's also qualified to argue in front of the Supreme Court, should it ever make it that far. But she's the one with all the facts on the voting. And then you got Rudy Giuliani. He wrote the RICO law. So this this little chick, some heck in, in, in Atlanta, is going to go up against Rudy Giuliani on RICO. And then you got Trump. And he is just the master. He, the man studied Sun Tzu. He knows the art of the deal, the art of war. He knows it all. He's already got this one. But those three people are in very key places to set this whole thing straight. If they do it right, they, they could win. Well, you know, these problems arise when you have... A Republican legislature, and for some reason or another, they vote in a Democratic governor. Yeah. And you can see it. I've seen it in the state of Louisiana, where the legislature passed bills to stop gender reassignment. They passed bills that allow, in God we trust, in public buildings. They passed bills that would prevent uh, those uh, the schools and public institutions uh, using uh, those gender-affirming designations. Mm-hmm. But every time the Democratic governor veto, and then the legislature have, won't override the veto. 
they have the numbers. I mean, they're the majority. Yeah. It's just so it's ridiculous. Oh, for sure. Everybody wants to say that they did something that pleases their base, and nothing got done. I want to ask about that gender affirming. If there's no such thing as gender, how can you affirm anything? And what does it affirm? Well, what does this affirming mean? Well, that's the way they go about designating. And when they talk about it, that's what they do in the surgical medical world. They either give puberty-blocking drugs or they go to the extreme of cutting off a female's young girl's breast or a young male's mm-hmm. penis and trying to reassign the sacrum to make it look like a vulva of a vagina. Yeah, but, you know, that requires care for the rest of that person's life. There's things you have to do to keep that wound open, just like if you pierce your ear, you have to wear earrings to keep the hole open. Well, there's things you have to do to keep that functional. And infection is a very serious... They don't tell you all these things, all the the bad things that happen, the medical accidents, the, you know, never be able to pee again. You know, they have to put a, a medical thing in you. There's things that can go very, very wrong with that. And you do grieve. You grieve the loss of your penis. You grieve the loss of your breasts. You know, just like somebody who loses a leg, they grieve the loss of the leg. So, you know, they don't tell them all that. They just think it's la-di-da and roses and daffodils. And, oh, yeah, I want to be a a girl, so I'm just going to go for the surgery and stuff. And then when that surgery happens and the reality hits, that's a serious life-altering thing now that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. So why would you do that to a child? They're not capable of making a decision for something that drastic. That's, but these people that's going around Especially behind the parents' that. back by somebody who doesn't even know the kid, the teacher. teacher just until me September, the right. teacher just met the kids. You know, yeah, like I said, right. only September. These kids just walked into this classroom a month, not even a month. So this teacher who doesn't know you or your kid or anything else decides your kid's going to be a girl because it was acting in an effeminate way. And the next thing you know, the shrinks grab them, the school counselors grab them, and, you know, and then their peers and everything, and the pressure is on. And some of these kids are getting coerced into it. They're not capable of making a decision like that. And then you do it behind the parents' back. So who's there to stop them? Well, they're not supposed to be making... That, that's not supposed to be a, ch- a child's responsibility anyway. That's something people do when they're adults. You know, it's a funny thing. They wouldn't like, allow Javarkian to uh, perform assisted suicide with people who was in pain and so on and so on. They wanted to die. They want to lock him up every time he does it. Well, here we go with the kids. Right. Yeah. And speaking of letting people die, post-birth abortion, there is no such thing as a post-birth abortion. Once that baby has been born, the mother is no longer pregnant. There is no abortion possible. Then it's murder. Then you're killing an American citizen who has every right that every other American citizen has. And the first one on the list is life. 
if the baby's born, you're not pregnant anymore, honey. That's not an abortion then. And who comes up with this? I just don't know how people can be for that. I honestly don't. Neither do I. The governor of Virginia say that the baby is born, and they set it on the table in a box or something until they decide what to do with it. Yeah. And one of them, Cass Sunstein, said that they don't need, children don't have personhood until they're two, so you can kill them up till they're two years old. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah, that's what those freaky eugenicists think. You know, and they're trying to kill us all. They really are. I mean, why would a guy who thinks that the world is overpopulated try to save your life with a vaccine? He wouldn't. Especially when he was part of working on that vac- working on that virus to kill you to start with. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, getting back, this January 6th, and say that Trump was trying to overthrow the government. Why would he overthrow his own damn government? He's not out of office until January 20th. Right. And two, they didn't try to overthrow the government. They was trying to get. They were trying to rescue the to government. Do the right thing. Yes, right. that's a good point. They were trying to get. They were not trying to, to overthrow the right it. Thing. They were trying to rescue the the government, the republic. Yeah, they're trying those to get people, to do the right thing with those dual ballots. Right. All he had to do was say, I can't not certify today. These have to get sent back for clarification because there's so many discrepancies that it wouldn't be right to, to, to declare it today. Or even, even there are enough people that feel that this should be looked at, so we're just going to cross our, our T's and redot our I's and J's, and uh, we'll right. reconvene in seven to ten days, and we'll go from there. That's all he had to do. Then he could have lied his butt off and give it to Brandon, but it would have on the level made it look like he actually cared. Right. And then they handed him that UN silver dollar or whatever it was, gold dollar. And people said that he was a Judas and there was his 40 pence of silver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. It's just all he had to do was say, you know, this needs to be looked at a little further. So, And put a deadline on it, like you said, seven to ten days. It's plenty of time to correct any mistakes. And if it turned out the same, so be it. But at least it would have had that second check. And it wasn't right. for every if, state. If, it was if, only you for... Were, if you were, if you had nothing to worry about, you wouldn't care. No. But now there's an app that lets you find out if there's any software being used, any um, internet being used. I think we should go to the polls with those apps because those machines should not be attached to the internet. But there's an app you can put on your phone and you can find out if that machine is on that internet. Yeah. And if it is, you report it. Well, they should have paper ballots and hire enough people to count them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we and did that in Florida. they need to have cameras. We did that in Florida. We busted it. We, Freedomizers, busted that Allison Sipes over in Broward County. 
she had taken one of the tabulators into the back room. One of the one of the people there that was a poll watcher saw her take. There were, there was three tabulators. She took one of them into a back room. So when the poll watcher was walking by, she saw them load. They said that that tabulator was broken, but she saw them loading ballots into that tabulator in that back room. So she tried to get the cops to do something, and they wouldn't do anything. So finally she left while they were feeding that tabulator all these bogus ballots. She went to the VFW post where her father was, and he was sitting with a friend of ours, a friend of our show. So she was telling him the story about that. The friend of our show called me and told me about it. I was a poll watcher over here. I told my supervisor about it. He got in touch with Tallahassee. And about an hour later, the feds raided that Broward County and took that tabulator. And there was like 10,000 bogus ballots in that tabulator that well, she was know, able to... Well, you know, the state legislature need to make up laws on punishment when people are conspiring to do such things. There should also be a training session so poll watchers will know what to do they should be given, instructions should be given that these poll watchers have carte blanche to to have access to view the uh, question and uh, so on and so on and so on. All this needs to be done beforehand. Poll watchers and ballot counters need to be bonded. Mm-hmm. That's by making it possible for them to be sued criminally. Yeah, we're all in there for, for the same reason, to have a clean election. Uh, well, at least we should be. But you saw what was going on in Atlanta. They shoved them out. They put paper up in front of the windows. They put that when they find the court said that they had to let them in. They put them so far away they couldn't see what those ballot counters were doing. Hey, but at least they let them in the building, not like Michigan. Yeah. And see, the thing that pissed me off about that, these blacks are doing this stuff. They're the first one to complain, talking about, well, we can't have water when we're standing in line. Well, no one said you can't have water, but you can't have a water bottle with a candidate's campaign information right. on it. Vote for me. Yeah. You have to be, what, a thousand feet from a polling place before you can even have a sign or any. They won't let you in and vote if you're wearing, like, a Trump shirt or stuff like mm-hmm. that. They tell you to turn it inside out because inside the polls is neutral. That's called yeah, electioneering. Yeah, election you can't do it. there. That's yeah. there is the election interference. When you got people by the thousands going around to these elderly homes with ballots, and they stand there and fill out the ballot themselves mm-hmm. with the with the person. That's not the right thing to do. No, but it's sometimes so- people do need help. But you you know you don't tell them who they're voting for. They tell you. But, you know, the Republicans should learn that. If ballot harvesting is legal, then we should be registering people at, at nursing homes and hospitals right, and, exactly. and facilities. Yeah, we should be doing that. We should, you know. Oh, Pennsylvania announced that they have a plan whenever you get a uh, license at the DMV or a state ID, you're automatically registered as a Democrat. If they can automatically <laughs> register you, they can automatically vote for you. At the end of the day, if they see you didn't show up at the poll, 
They could just vote for you. Yeah, that, that, well, uh, that's a ballot that, that you failed to claim. So they'll yeah, help during you election, that. all the ballots should be paper ballots. You need to have a separate ballot for federal, state, and local. Because here's the point, and we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got states like New York, and I don't know if it's still stand where they allow illegals to vote. Mm-hmm. Well, if an illegal has got a ballot that's got the president and vice president at the top, you don't think that they're going to scoot on up and put check well, marks? Well, remember Bernie Sanders was out there sharing about how uh, people, even if they're in prison for the rest of their lives, they have to vote. No illegal should vote in any election, ever. That is a right reserved for American citizens. You want to vote in our election, become a citizen. Well, they don't let us vote in Cuba's elections or, or even Ukraine's or, or China's, so why are they allowed to vote in ours? Yeah, since you mentioned Ukraine, Biden apparently has given them another $25 billion. What the hell? And he's giving them planes and tanks and bullets and everything else they need. Let them buy that stuff. $25 billion buys a lot of tanks and hardware, doesn't it? And those cluster bombs that are, are not allowed to be used, but because, oh my it, God. It's because it's against Russia, it's okay. No, it's not okay. And it won't be just Russians getting hurt with them. And no, you shouldn't hurt people like that. I mean, right. war is war and war is hell. If you're going to kill each other, kill each other. But that, those meme people, those meme old villages. Adrian, if you're still children. here, you could jump in. I didn't want you to feel alienated here. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just listening, y'all. Hey, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need like two or three minutes. I'll let you guys go on without me just real quick. Adrian, what's your thoughts on this Ukraine war? Um, well, I think that, uh, we are, uh, respectfully, uh, I think we're on the wrong side of the war, and, uh, I think that there's a lot of money laundering that goes on with, uh, Ukraine, and I think that, you know, I've heard that, you know, like, child pornography, I think it was, is a very popular thing, like there that it's not that the Ukrainian people, but like the Ukrainian government side of it, you know, but I can't say for sure. I don't have any confirmation on that. Yeah. I, I, I do believe that there's a lot of that going on, child trafficking, human trafficking. I mean, they, they got created a war zone over there. So children get displaced and orphans, women get displaced and, and go missing. But I think you're absolutely right. I, I think we're on the wrong side. Putin told us, if Ukraine joins NATO, that there will be war. So then Biden invites Ukraine over and says, why don't you join NATO? And he's trying to get them in. Also, they were putting biolabs along the border, along the Belarus border, along the Russian border in Ukraine. And, you know, like the Wuhan lab, Putin told them, don't build those labs on my border that you're too close. Don't build the labs there. So then he blew the labs up. And everybody got mad at him. He told them over and over again, get them out of there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He told them exactly what would happen. Now, what happened in Crimea was 
George Soros wanted the pipelines to go through Crimea and into Europe. He wanted his gas pipelines there. Putin had already made deals with Europe for his pipeline, and he had made deals with Ukraine to run his pipeline through Crimea. But when Soros got involved with his color revolution and he overthrew the government in Ukraine, they canceled the deal on Putin. So Putin said, the hell with you, I'm taking Crimea back. Crimea was originally uh, part of the Soviet Union. So that's why he took that back. <clears throat> that was all George Soros in his color revolution. He overthrew them in 1979. And the government that was in there was so corrupt, the people finally overthrew them and put in another one. And then Obama came along and overthrew the other one and has this government that's in there now. So it's been part of a Soros operation. And you see the money that's going in and out of there. And Ukraine's not winning the war. Like you said, the guy's an actor. What does he know about war? He fired the generals. They're losing territory left and right. And they keep screaming for more weapons. And Europe, they're a big help. Would they send one tank? Yeah, really, could despair it. we got to get out of there. And it has to be done with negotiations. You know, you're not going to kill your way through this. And it's going to end up being World War Three, because Russia's already making friends with other people. And we don't have any friends. You see what happened at the United Nations? Nobody even showed up for Joe Biden's speech. Not that you could have understood him anyhow. I did not know that, no. Yeah. China didn't show up. Russia, Hungary, Great Britain, none of them showed up. Canada didn't even show up. Joe Biden was talking to an empty audience. And he wasn't even saying anything audible anyhow. He was mumbling. He mumbled, rah, 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 let me be clear. Let me be clear was the only clear thing he said. It's ridiculous. We're being humiliated. The Saudis, they want nothing to do with them. You know, Trump had that beautiful Abraham Accord going on with the Saudis, the Israelis, the Jordanians, the Egyptians. You know, they were, they were all getting along just fine. And that was an amazing thing. And when Trump saved the Saudi prince's life in Las Vegas that time, helped save his life, the Saudis won't even talk to Joe Biden. They want nothing to do with him. They'll talk to Trump all day. Hey, the other thing I noticed, guys, Trump was giving a speech at the Faith Initiative recently. Did either of you see that speech? No, I did not. Well, he had the presidential seal on the front of the lectern. You don't use that presidential seal unless you're a president. Even a former? I... I don't think so. It didn't say former on it. No. Something weird's going on. I don't know. But, you know, just watch for that seal. Remember when it fell off on Obama? It fell off the lectern when he was giving a speech? 
But no, I don't know. I, I don't know why Trump would have that on the front of the lectern. It said the President of the United States. I looked at it three times just to make sure that I was seeing what I was seeing. Yeah. Well, fellas, it's about the end of the show. I'm going to get out of here. And then uh, right. Pianchi, I'm, sure we are... I'm, off, I'm off tomorrow, Pianchi, but if you feel like listening in, uh, our office manager, Danielle St. John, is going to do a live training with the new host. So if you feel like listening in and calling in, great. If not, then I'll be back Thursday. Well, you be safe, and uh, I'll see everybody again next time. All I right, always Bianchi, try to take my birthday off. See you next week. All right. Oh. See you later. Uh, I'm going to do Joanne the same thing. Joanne is going Adrian on vacation was... as well. Yep. It was nice to meet you, Joanne. It was good speaking with you. Oh, it was a pleasure. And don't don't be shy. You know, I'm on with proof on Wednesdays, and you feel like jumping into the conversation. Pick up the phone and call us. We love phone calls. Yeah, I definitely will. And I'll... And who knows? Maybe you guys will meet the ha- at the halfway mark, like uh, in Lakeland or something. Yeah, well, you know, Biketoberfest is coming up. I know you're over there in Daytona, <laughs> and we may just run into each other. I do love yeah, the I'm, yeah. I'm actually in the the St. Augustine area is right now. Mm. I thought you were in Daytona. I, I, no, I, I go to Daytona no. a lot. I told her Daytona because I couldn't remember if it was Palm Coast or Daytona or New Smyrna Beach or St. Augustine. I, I knew it was well, over there somewhere. Yeah. I'm always I, I'm I'm over here on the west coast. I'm on the I seventy five side. But I'm forever driving up I ninety five to head up to the northeast to visit relatives and stuff. As a matter of fact I'm going to Maryland tomorrow. So anyhow, on that note, it's almost time for your show to end. I've taken so much of your time. Thank you so much for letting me come in and Join your conversation. Proof, happy birthday to you. And oh, I'm thank out. you. Yeah, we made up for yes, we made up birthday. for tomorrow, so thank you, Joanne. Good night. Good night. All right. Anything else you want to go over here? We have a few, we have um, like four minutes left here. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me, Proof. Well, it sounds like you're gonna stick around, so I'm very happy to have you. Yes, absolutely. And if I ever have to have an absence, I will definitely do my best to give you a heads up as soon as I can. Well, I'm not stressed over it. I trust you. Yes. Uh, Consistency, reliability, accountability, integrity, those are all very important things to me. All right, well, we can, uh, we got like three minutes, but we can go ahead and end it now. It's not like we're going to learn anything in the next three minutes. We're not going to get, we're not going to get 85 callers. So um, I'll go ahead and drop it here. So uh, thank you for joining us, Adrian. Everyone else, uh, I am not here tomorrow, but in my place, there will be a training day with a brand new Freedomist and our office manager, is going to be doing the training. If you're listening in and you feel like calling in, we would appreciate that so our our new host can uh, get used to taking some calls. But I'll be back on Thursday. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the Proof Negative show here, but 
Until then, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive, and remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative, and I am Oot. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.